and you were like, <laughs> You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Florian and Spencer. We're strong. I'm going to give you this joint, nigga. If you're into baking, it's kind of passion. Stay stoned. Sparking up a J. Lighting up a J. <gasps> Getting high? Do you smoke pot? Yeah, dude. You were here smoking pot with me. Not if you were stoned at the time. And I'll fight you. You better believe I will fight you. Not if you were stoned at the time. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, it is... September 27th, 2022. Welcome back to the bowl where a big-ass spider just ran by on the wall. I am uh, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm DeLorean. And uh, you're the bowlers here in the bowl. That's right. Welcome back. It is episode 192. 192 of Bowl After Bowl. 19 woohoo. 1-9 woohoo. 192 on a Tuesday. You gotta like that. Yeah. Gotta be happy about that. Always good to see the twos in Tuesdays. Oh, yeah, you love it. You love to see it. Saw a reference to that. Maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we'll get to that here coming up. Oh, I'm sure we'll get to it. Man, I've just been running all over the God's earth, man. Yeah. I'm in my house right now, uh, temporarily. Yes. <laughs> After being away from it for quite some time. In fact, the last time we spoke was probably the last time we were here. It it was. Last Tuesday. We've been all week up at Pop's house. Yep. Tiling. On this tile job. Tile, 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 it says here in my notes. Tile, tile, tile. Nothing but tiles. And, uh, you know, like any good project, when you start, you like, Everything's exact and sunny and breezy and you feel great and you're on a roll and uh, taking like progress pictures and counting the square feet. I don't know when I dropped off of that, but uh, <laughs> but you did. just stopped giving a fuck about how many tiles were laid, about taking <laughs> pictures as we go, about any of this. My knees started to hurt. My hips are fucking wrecked. You got some good new knee pads though, didn't you? I think that uh, we did get some good new knee pads. We we went and got the gel ones because we were rocking just the cheap foamers. <laughs> that little like slice of foam that's kind of round, like a knee is kind of round. And uh, man, those did not those didn't get us the distance. No, we needed an upgrade badly, so we got one. So we got good knee pads in yeah, the bowl. We did. We, we got good <laughs> knee pads now. Good knee pads. Uh, still doesn't really uh, completely negate the fact that you spend five days in a row pretty much exclusively on your knees. It's funny. The the knees, man, they get busted for sure. Don't get me wrong. But one of the ones I wasn't expecting is when you have a trowel in one hand, you're spreading uh, mortar, thin set, whatever you want to call it. Many names for the shit. You're holding yourself up on your knees and your other hand. And it's that other hand, that tripod hand that you're putting down, that wrist just gets rocked Ah. after holding yourself up on that thing. Now, luckily, I'm like a little bit ambidextrous in most things, including uh, spreading of thin set. So I was able to kind of switch which hand was holding me up often, you know? Yeah. Switch the tripod hand. One saving grace, yeah. 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, man. Like a gymnast from yeah. one wrist to the other. Tiling out that big-ass room, man. That big-ass room's probably... Oh, we had to have gotten close to 400 square feet done now. Um, The most time-consuming part is the cuts. When you're when you finally made it to the edge of the room, we start in the middle of the room, laid out the pattern, so that uh, when we got to the edge of the room, like we had a decent sized tile on each side of the pattern. We didn't, we didn't have like you don't want just like a narrow four inch strip or all the way around the room. You know, you want a decent at least half a tile all around the edges. So we got that done. But man, when you get up to those edges, it's like you got to measure, cut, set it down. Measure next one, cut. Because the the weird part, when you get up against the wall, it's like with slight shifts as you've gone along or, you know, a bunch of other factors. Uh, the wall's not being perfectly square, these different things. Um, you got to slightly adjust. Every single tile might be just like a sixteenth of an inch difference. And so you got to measure every single one independently. Uh. And you got to use the wall. You don't just like slap tape down and get a number. You use the wall and the tile and mark everything like um, as a as a literal reference. Yeah, but uh, got to be a perfectionist when it comes to this. Well, you know, we we were saving a bunch of money by not having it hired out and doing it ourselves. Oh, definitely. And uh, it's one of those th- it's one of those things where you've got like this list of things you can get. You can have it done cheaply. You can have it done quickly. You can have it done correctly. But, like, you can only have two of those things. Uh, so you guys went for cheap and correct. Cheap and correct. Yeah. That is correct. Good choice. Thank you. It's taking forever, but um, that's the price you pay. You pay in time or money. Pay in time or talent or treasure. We're paying in time and talent heavily. Yeah. To it, save a bit on treasure. It's been a long time coming, this project. Yes. Uh, he's been in that house a year, and we've been talking about it ever since... Uh, <laughs> ever since ever since you moved in, moved in. Yeah. so it's go time now That's dropping right. in there it yep. looks so goddamn good it, too by the way it does look really good i just wanted to say like it it looks fucking excellent um going back up tomorrow to throw grout in for the first chunk so there are there's basically a huge basement uh rec room whatever you want to call it den i don't know it has a fireplace in it the fireplace by the way <laughs> is way off square oh um, but, you know, that's the last guy's problem. Not mine. Wasn't my fault. It was like this, you know? What are you going to do? Work uh, around it. That's like any tradesman. If you get a good tradesman on a job, uh, the first thing they'll say is, oh, the last guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no matter what. It could be an HVAC guy. could be an electrician, a plumber. But it was definitely the last guy. could be a roofer. But, yeah, you you get a guy on the job. If he didn't do the job, then uh, the last guy is fucking stupid. <laughs> you can tell. Look at this. What is this? What is this? What is this? Uh, turns out developers are the same way. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? It sounded like you had something to say. Well, we had the big room, right? Yes. We're gonna grout that part. We still have left to do the downstairs bathroom, which is attached to this den. Oh, I didn't know you were tiling the bathroom too. Also, the laundry area. Oh, including wow. underneath the washer dryer, like all the way back to that back wall. Makes nothing but sense. All the way out to the garage, so that landing, that bottom floor. Mm. And then there is a half landing. So it's one of those split entries. 
where you walk in the front door and then you're on a landing and you can go up half a flight to the main floor, down half a flight to the basement. So we want to tile that landing into eventually. But, sure. Uh, That'll look really nice. We've got the cuts in for the main floor, just the biggest part. And we're going to grout all that, let it set up for a week, and then probably just move some bullshit in there, including moving the... Because we're going to have to move that washer dryer. Yeah. So we can tile under and behind it. All that good stuff. Boy, what... Uh, I don't know. What an undertaking. I kind of underestimated how big of a bitch it was going to be, to be honest with you. Like, I knew I could do it. And tile is actually not quite as hard as you'd, like, think it is or, like, psych yourself up to, you know... Like, it's not super crazy rocket science. If you follow your guides and follow, you know, measure everything, the most important thing is getting the grid right at the beginning. Like, planning out where exactly are we going to start and what are our lines going to be. Then you just stay on those the rest of the time. Don't walk on the fucking tile once you lay it down till it's all the way set up. And, you know, it's not as crazy as, like, putting in your own plumbing or electric, you know? Sure. It's doable. It's doable. I think that was the hardest part is keeping the bowlets off of the tiles. Yeah. Because they're they like, ooh. Around. And then they we got can all play off- hopscotch on these. Got all offended when you like tried to tell them not to. You know? Well, it, it's because it scares them if you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, essentially. And don't tap on the tile. And they're like, why are you yelling? Mm. Well, because this is a lot of work and I don't want to redo it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But you got to take a break. From tiling. A fantastic Saturday break. night. To, to celebrate. That's right. Yeah, to celebrate and enjoy our 11th anniversary. That's right. 33% of your life <laughs> spent with me. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe, really. Yeah, it is. Woo! That's why his body fell apart. Ah, that was the tile, honestly. Oh, yeah. You got my body back in line. Yeah. Yeah. A little rejuvenation. You needed it. I tell you, man, that's the best thing for my body. Cheesecake. Yeah, a little cheesecake. Go. No, we went downtown to uh, uh, the little grill on Main Street. Or on Broadway, I should say, which is the same shit. On Broadway. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> had some steak dinner action. Oh, so good. Bought a cheesecake home, full cheesecake, which we need to make sure to go and eat the rest of that. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, brought that home to celebrate with uh, your dad, of course, and... The bowlers, the bowlets, and the wolf cub. Yeah. Fantastic time. Can't leave them out of the cheesecake action. Yeah, this place I, makes the best cheesecake. They do have a great cheesecake. It's just a local restaurant, a one-off, and it's uh, the steaks, mwah, perfect every time. Everything there, it's perfect. It's it awesome. is. It was great. Even the setting. Yep. They've got those. Uh, All the way down to the little handwritten reserved sign. It makes you just feel like. Uh, oh, yeah. Some special shit. In the leather chairs with the paisley embroidery on the side. It had it going on, man. <laughs> yeah, it did. It had it going on. It was the right ambiance. Yes. It's the right vibe. And I was glad you uh, could take a break to enjoy our anniversary. Yes. And it then get fantastic. right back to it the next day. <laughs> fantastic. We had a lot of well wishes, too, which we appreciate. Yeah, that was nice. I posted some random photos. I Most saw you definitely. went. You went for the classic, the day we met photo. I, you know how hard I had to dig to find that. Pretty hard. Pretty hard. Yeah. So I need hard. To, I didn't even actually technically find the original. I had to crop oh. a. Uh, I had to crop a crop of it. Ooh, that's yeah. too bad. 
So I don't know. I just have to look harder or whatever. Yeah. It's, I really it's on a hard drive. I need to organize all our old photos. They're just like fucking here and there <sighs> and everywhere. Yeah. Put it on the to-do list, but you know, towards the bottom. It's been on. It's, that, it's that's been a retirement there. project. Trust me. It's been there, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. It was a nice time. The bullets did not want to leave Pop's house. I oh, had yeah, been up there. That was the longest I've ever been up there on a stretch. Yeah. It was like 10 days or something, I want to say. And, you know, the view of the stars is fantastic up there. There's no light pollution. You can see everything. We got a great view of Jupiter last night. Yep. While we were listening to Behind the Schemes outside, making a fire. That was awesome. Yeah, my whole listening schedule's just been thrown off. I was saying that to you. is like, uh, by the time I can turn anything on, it's like... Nine or ten, yeah. you know? Like, oh my goodness. What am I going to do? I usually, like, I've been able to catch a few podcasting 2.0s live um, since they started going live. Nope, haven't been there for a while live. Uh, Hog Story, haven't been able to catch them live in a couple weeks, a couple few weeks. It makes me crazy, man. Make me a little crazy. Yeah, you'll trying get back get, on it, though. Trying to get back to the grind in October, you know? Settle yep. into the regular sketch. Regular sketch, man. Speaking of regular, we got a bunch of uh, people who regularly help us out in producing and supporting the show. Um, That's right, because Bowl After Bowl is a value-for-value value podcast. There it is, yeah, absolutely. That is correct. And uh, like we alluded to earlier, time, talent, or treasure, that's the ways you can contribute value. What do I have to give? What can I do? What's my part? One of the simplest way. Uh, we say that you can just start out, get your foot in the door, get your first bowl pack, pass the bowl, pass the bowl, and to somebody cool, you know? You wouldn't just pass the bowl to a rando on the street, because that could get you in trouble. That's right. Um, you want to pass the bowl to somebody you know is going to enjoy the bowl and be cool, and that's what passing the bowl is all about. Uh, from there, it spreads out. Um, we always thank everybody right up front for contributing their treasure to the show because that's really the sustaining power to um, move bowl after bowl into the future. Keep uh, all the servers firing, the Zuricast server going, the web host paid and happy, all that good stuff. Um, and, you know, we try to put value into the show. So the whole question is, uh, if you've been around, you've been listening for a while, uh, do you get value out of the show? We try to put some in there for you. So if it's coming through and you're getting that on your end, all we ask is you uh, consider what, what value is it? Well, what could you do to return that value? Time, talent, or treasure. So clipping ISOs, you know, sending in links. Making art. Artwork. Oh. Uh, submissions. All of that. Uh, by the way, show at bowlafterbowl.com will hit both of us. That's right. You send an email to show at bowlafterbowl.com or uh, if you... Have something to say personally. Uh, mine is Spencer at bullafterbull.com. And you can reach me at Lorian at bullafterbull.com. L A U R I E N. So we want to thank people for their treasure coming in. And uh, we start with the with the PayPals. Ah, uh, yes. The Fiat Fun Coupons. Fiat Fun Coupons. Which are super helpful. They're nice because uh, we have everything on auto withdrawal. Right out of the same uh, PayPal account, which is super convenient. And it just comes out every month. The monthlies, we call them. So it's also a place that's super uh, convenient to set up a monthly recurring donation that you can get. Just come out every month. You don't have to think about it. It's like riding a bike with no handlebars. 
just cruising down the road. Uh, a few bowlers came in this week through the PayPal. This one was confusing, but uh, I'm going for it. We had a payment from New Media, and I don't know if this was a test or what uh, New Media exactly is, but uh, $1. All right. That's came in. Thanks, New Media. Thank you. And uh, PayPal, by the way, the nature of PayPal, the smaller it is, like the bigger the fee percent or whatever it is. I'm not Oof. really sure. Like, is there a minimum? Is there a what? So uh, $1 from New Media turns into $0.47 cents on the other end. Uh, but I don't know if this is related, but uh, right after payment from, I don't want to dock, so uh, I'm saying OB. 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 Which is, um, I want to say a new name, but let me... It's always good to maybe... Ah, yes, this has happened once before. Uh, this bowler has come in once before for the same number. Uh, $49.99. Woo! Very much appreciated. Thanks, Obi. Woo! And uh, I take a page from Nick the Rat. We don't really want to uh, necessarily dox anybody who didn't send a note. I don't have a note uh, on hand. I don't have a note handy. Yeah, reach out if you want to be known as something else. Uh, yeah. Uh, feel free to we'll send, us a, in the show notes. send us a message or a note if you wish, or if you wish to be a non... It's totally cool. We thank you. We appreciate that support. Either way, we also had uh, one more come in. If I can just get to <laughs> get back to the screen, I dove in a little too deep on that search. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, we had a another one come in from Bayern Giant. Bayern Giant, thank on, you. Uh, on no agenda social, it's Bayern Giant. Follow him. He's a fellow KC boy. So, uh, big Missouri smash for him. Uh, he did leave a note. He said, uh, in all caps, by the way, happy anniversary, ya beauties. Aw, shucks. And then Thanks. it continues. Uh, post caps. Thank you both for all the good vibes and hilarious times you share with the community. Stoked for 192. See you in the bowl, ya fucking drugas. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see you in the bowl. Cheers, my man, and uh, much appreciated. Eleven sixty nine, by the way, is the number. Eleven sixty nine. Nice, thank you. Two sticks and sixty nines. Okay, cool. Just the way you like it. That is our PayPal <laughs> uh, donors for this week. Really appreciate that. And we also, of course, have uh, the new shit. That new new. That's the uh, podcasting two point streaming sats and boostograms and boosts. Coming in from all kinds of nude podcast apps. How do you get one? How do you use it? Well, first you got to take off all your clothes, and you got to go uh, streak on down to nudepodcastapps.com, and you can pick yourself out a nude podcast app that can uh, unlock the power of the Lightning Network and send little pieces of Bitcoin. Uh, numerology comes into play. Everybody gets really into it, and you can attach a little message to it too, uh, and we will read some of those messages for you. Right, meow. Uh, for those of you who were with us last week, you might recall that uh, some of those boosts were uh, getting stuck in purgatory of some sort. Uh, I haven't had any kind of follow-ups or replies. Uh, typically, my reply rate is about 25 to 30% when I uh, inquire about these sort of things. But um, it seemed about f- two and a half to four and a half hours was the gap that things were taking. And I believe it was an Ellen Pay issue. That's just what it felt like. It's what it seemed like because we were having this issue in Fountain Boosts and Curiocaster Booths. And I know... Uh, boosts, not booths. <laughs> and I know that uh, they both use Ellen Pay. 
to move their sats around. So I can only assume, without any kind of confirmation or testing, I can only assume that it was some kind of an Ellen Pay issue. Oh, man. Like, what do you do? What do you do if you... It's like... I don't know. It seems like there should be some sort of a node solution. But uh, I know that people don't want to get into that. Sometimes app developers don't know anything about node running. I don't know. I want to turn this Think Center into some kind of a node that would be at least powerful enough to handle the infrastructure for wallets for an app, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because I don't... I feel like nobody's doing that. Nobody's handling the uh, node thing in-house, except for Breeze, because they are... They are a node, you know, they they make you spin up a light node, essentially turn your phone into a light node in and of itself. But other than that, like, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I'm not sure how Podverse integrates. I'm trying to think of the other ones that were coming through last week. Well, Boost CLI always works. Boost CLI is nice because you're not fucking around. You're just using your own node. That's right. With command line. And so it doesn't matter if anybody else's node is down. If yours is up, then you can boost and you can get right through immediamente. Uh, so that's what makes Boost CLI pretty cool. But uh, yeah, let's let's do some catch up, shall we? All right, we shall. That one that Boobs was trying to jam through for three, 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 three. That's right, uh, thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three sets. It came through on CurioCaster uh, just after the show wrapped up, and of course he said the same thing he ended up saying on Boost CLI, which is, mm-hmm, this art makes me want to say, oh shit, yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, yes. Gotta love it. Thank you, boobs. Also, you remember uh, Ned was upset that we didn't get his boost because he sent thirty-three, thirty-three. Oh yeah, out of fountain, and he says, "Keep it greasy, bowlers." <laughs> Hell yeah! Thanks, I actually Ned. appreciate you reminding me. Oh, I have my tub of grease right here. Okay, I'll nice. Right there. All right, we're gonna keep it greasy. Don't you worry, Ned. Ned. Yeah. Uh, 1821 sats from Pfeiffer. Uh, that's his signature Missouri smash boost. And he says, and the test from CC. So he's testing from CurioCaster. That did come through eventually. Yeah. But just not at the moment you sent it, unfortunately. We have Weirdo in again. Welcome back, Weirdo. 6969. Weirdo. 6969. 69, 69, dude. He's coming in out of fountain. He says, 420, blaze it. Puff, puff, pass, bitch. Noise. <laughs> <laughs> Noise. Oh, I can puff, puff, pass for you. Puff, puff, pass. There we go. Cheers, weirdo. Welcome to the club. Uh, six, 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 six from Bully Steed. Ooh. It was a extra evil boost out of Fountain. Uh, Bully Steed says, "Thanks, bowlers, for being such a such great hosta." <laughs> I can only assume she meant hosts. Hosts. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the, the A and the S. They're right there. I hate typing on mobile. The worst part about it is you got this beautiful autocorrect feature that usually saves your ass, right? Sometimes it throws you in the gutter. Just mm. there's nothing you can do. But usually, usually it helps you in most cases. Problem is, it it only activates when you hit space. Uh. And so all the time, it's like the last word in your text string is like autocorrect didn't kick in. And I always think to myself, uh, maybe I could like put a space at the end, like train my brain to do that. Nah, I've never no. been able to do it. Never been able to do it. You would think that they would just fire it off when you hit the send, right? Like the one little thing. But that's dangerous because then, you know, you could autocorrect something stupid and then send yeah. right away. I don't know. There's no perfect solution. 
no. Because you can't learn to be a perfect typist with just thumbs either. That's not a solution either. I don't know. <laughs> I think we should go back to chiseling our messages into stone. Society was a big fucking mistake. Big mistake. Weirdo comes in again from Fountain 1111 hey. Sats. Uh, he says, testies. Uh, receivesies. That's right. Thank you. Successies. 4,500 sats coming in from Nam. Yeah. In a thanks, millennial. Um, Greg Daniels. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Daniels. Uh, Dan Gehring of the MMO.show. You know him. Everybody knows him. Uh, 4,500 sats out of Fountain. He said, <laughs> he said, I worked really hard on this boost. Please don't rip it off. <laughs> oh. And of course, it's a delayed... A delayed delivery, but uh, it did arrive, so thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, 33-3-33. That was Woo! a popular number last week from Fletcher, the man, coming out of Fountain again. Uh, and he said, it's a step in the right direction, after all. Ew. Very nice. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Uh, 20,000 sets coming in from Rev Cyber Trucker out of Fountain, who said... No metal moment apology. I managed to find the only five square mile dead zone in Florida. Oh. Well, that is talent for you. Rev Cyber Trucker, he's always surprising us with many talents. Coming up with stuff. That's all right. It's all right, Rev. We know yeah. what happens, man. Absolutely. The uh, show must go on, as they say. Show must go on. 1001 sats uh, coming in. This is, so, uh, uh, that's an Ablecraft That's for boost. Ablecraft. So I should keep scrolling. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, and by the way, we have like, uh, if, if we get like less than a hundred, like a two digit one with no message, I haven't been reading those just, just for clarity, just for clarification. Cause it, there's a few of those that come through and trickle through every once in a while. 10,000. Oh, by the way, I should mention Kyron put, uh, put me in a split for the, uh, Mere Mortals book reviews. And I have. Nice. I need to check that episode out because I still haven't listened to it. I've been getting splits for almost a week now on it. And uh, I need to crack that thing open and give it a listen. Is that the record-breaking split episode? Yeah, it's, yes. Have you 23 uh, plus splits or something? 24, I think. Something like that. Yeah, Double dozen. Double dozen. Splitting it. Splitting it. Split it good. Yeah, what did Boobery say about that? He said, oh, I got it, but he's going to say, <laughs> y'all know what's a banana split? Uh, I, I, I could smell an answer in the air. That's all I'm going to say. That's just my prediction. That's my prediction. This is going to keep going. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I I actually predict, um, that they're going to have to, this is going to keep going. They're going to have to figure out a way to get splits even more finite eventually. Uh, I think you're right. Get 0.1% split for something. That's just Hmm. my, like on, on a long enough timeline. It's just going to have to happen. That will be an an eventual need. Uh, let's see. 23,750 sats from Mere Mortals podcast. Oh, yes. Gosh, I need to scroll through the Mere Mortals book reviews. There's big chunks, but uh, of course, I don't think that uh, I'm just a little split on there. And I'm, I'm, I need to look up why. I'm sure it's for the uh, I, I had a teeny, Ablecraft project. I had a teeny tiny split on there myself. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, so work. it could be for bowl after bowl. It could okay. be for well, you're definitely in there for Ablecraft. Uh nice then. That's yeah. good. That's good yeah. that you're in this split. But I think bowl after bowl represent. Represent. What that's what we do. <laughs> represent. Uh Harvat hitting us with the uh four twenty thirty three. Woo! 
That's 42,033 sats from Podverse in this case. And uh, he says, congrats, you've been married 33% of 33 years. Oh, yeah. It's true. There we go. Thanks, Harv Hat. Together. 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 Yeah. But it really doesn't feel that long. <laughs> like, 11 years, it just baffles me. It's wild, man, because it feels like forever and also not that long ago. You know, yeah. it makes me feel like a little bit of an old guy. <laughs> like a little bit of an old guy. More so than, like, having three kids running around and another one on the way. Yeah. Like, that, I can handle that. I can say whatever. It's, like, part of uh, part of moving forward and, and growing. But the 11 years thing really trips me out. Yeah. Really trips me out. Uh, 420 sats coming in from Tess Toker, who was Tess Toke toasting the Boost CLI there. It All works. Right. Appreciate you, Tess Toker. Yeah, thanks, Tess Toker. Uh, we have a zip for 6969 sats from uh, Mr. Booberry. 6969, 69, dudes! I can only imagine this is got to be a, a basket of clips because the timing is right. It's from last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, and stupid me, I did not unzip that before the show. I just have not. I've been flying by the seat of my pants. What can I say? I've been scooting in right before deadline. Um, and yeah, so if you have emailed me and I have not seen it, <laughs> that's we'll get, why. We'll get I, there. I'll check my emails later this week. Um, probably not Thursday though. Your boy's getting his wisdom teeth out Thursday. Maybe that's another story. <laughs> uh, another Ablecraft. We're going to scroll just a little bit. I'm sure that that zip file is full of goodness, though. And uh, I very much look forward to opening it. Patient, says Boober again for 6969. Yeah. <laughs> 69, dudes! He threw up that boost idea in the bowl earlier, making us shiver with Antissa. Yes. Patient. Exactly what he did. I was shivering. Ah, uh, yes, of course. This is the... Uh... Yes, yes. Most indeed. Uh, I mean, Most yes. Most indeed. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, you unzipped it. I did. I, unzipped. I can't. Once I see it, I got to unzip it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once you see that zipper. <laughs> Just going to pull it down. You have to unzip it. Got to unzip. Uh, I'm not going to play all of these. But... I know. I know. It's a good one, Lauren. Thank you. That is a good one. Yeah. I've got it. You're not going to play uh... all of them? Well, you did too. I mean, come on. And uh... I did that with weed once and it didn't work out that way. <laughs> I, I ended up liking weed more. But I see where you're coming from. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, weed. Yeah, I'll get those... Uh zeroed into my liking and on the board very soon yeah i promise i promise uh okay so there's the patient uh 22 22 coming in uh, out of fountain from johnny pout seed oh thanks johnny pout seed who says <laughs> sorry i just say that way because he spells it p-a-u-t-c-e-e-d nice nice which i like uh but I, it makes I me just say copied the way you said it it makes me say pout seed pout pout here comes Johnny Poutsy. And he says, Happy Tuesday. Uh, with a two. Two S-D-A-Y. Like, nice. Happy Tuesday. And yeah. there's two, 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 two. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Clever. I see what you did there. Yeah. Episode 192 on a Tuesday. Yeah, there you have it. All the twos. All the twos lining up. Cheers. Uh, appreciate and the two you. of us. Appreciate you, Johnny. And the two of us. Yeah. Jeez. Two ones makes 11 years. <laughs> oh, we can keep going. This, <laughs> this is going to keep going. Going to keep going. Uh, 1010 coming in from C Dubs who said, Let's go. Uh, boosting from Podcast Index, which you can do uh, with the Albi extension. Fantastic. You can go to podcastindex.org. And if you have the Albi extension active, 
you can uh, boost anything you see that's value enabled right there from the podcast index itself. Great imp- implementation there. I really enjoy it. Boost it good. Uh, a lot of this, by the way, was uh, very much appreciated kind of um, rally karma for when the stream, uh, when my Motu shit the bed earlier. Oh, uh, yes. And to the, do a fast reboot. The pre-show times. We have kind of the the fire drilled down for that, thankfully. 4269 from Harv had at a boost CLI. Woo! Uh, he slaps that live tag every time we go live uh, and we get lit out there in the podcasting universe. We send a pod ping and let the entire world, the entire world wide web know that... Uh, this is a new live son of a bitch! Sorry. And uh, he, he takes a signal and he jams 4269 at us just about every time. We appreciate that very much. Thirty-three, thirty-three from Bully Steed again. Woo! Thanks, Bully. Yeah, that's out of Fountain. Which, by the way, uh, those are coming in immediately. It seems like now. Nice. Let's go. Pot is optional. Yes. Well, let's you're go. You're gonna. Pot. <laughs> let's go. Pot is optional. The thing, the reason pot's not optional is not because you have to hit this thing. It's just like in the air, you know. Yeah, like, the contact high. It's not so much you have to like hit the joint as it's passed around is like you sitting in here and you gotta breathe sometime like that's all yeah although I will say it's not peer pressure just your turn exactly uh 6969 comes in 69 69 dudes that's from uh hey citizen who oh, says hey citizen uh coming in from podverse by the way uh and hey citizen says yo what's up monica's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? What's up? What's up? I see what you did there. It's clever. Uh, clever. Yeah. Clever citizen. I tried to <laughs> tried to give it the widest spin I possibly could. <laughs> I noticed. Uh, 6969 again. 6969, dude. From Boobery coming in out of Boost CLI. Uh he says boost my bitch up. Oh yeah. Boost my boost my bitch up. Love it. Cheers, Love lad. It. Cheers, lad. Uh, sixty nine ninety six from Cold Acid, switching it up a bit. Um, yeah. I like that. That's when you sixty nine, and then you flip around and rub asses together after. And uh, he says this show is lit. Yeah, it is. The bowl is lit. That's thanks, Cold Acid. An excellent observation. Quite astute. Thirty three, thirty three. Again from Bully Steed out of Fountain and. Uh, Bully Steed, she says, belated anniversary wishes kiss with a heart Aww. and a flame. Oh, mwah. Boosty Steed. Boosty Steed. Busty Boosty Steed. Coming in. Coming in savage. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, 88, 88 from Carolyn. <gasps> Carolyn. At a curity caster. Carolyn. <laughs> we love Carolyn. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, darling. Carolyn. Yes, and uh, she says, feeling good on this Tuesday. The knee pads are a lie. Spreading the love like you spread that mortar. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, break a leg. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you for the well wishes. Very sweet. I'm feeling good on this Tuesday, too. The knee pads yeah. are a lie. They're a lie. <laughs> well, without them, you'd probably need a, I would probably need a knee replacement. Right need a new now. knee. New knee. New knee. New knee, new knee. 50-50, coming in from NetNet out of Fountain. Hey. And uh, <laughs> he's got a great boost here. Let me see if I can <clears throat> properly clear my... Oh, a singing boostogram? He says, 
Do your bowls hang low? Do they swing to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Do they have a hollow sound when you drag them on the ground? Can you do the double shuffle when your bowls hang low? Bump, bump. Hell yeah. Singing boostograms are the best. No, you got you got to like prepare and get it real set in your mind so you don't stumble because it's a real risk you take. Yeah. <laughs> a real risk you take jumping off the boostagram of singing songing. First, you got to recognize the reference, right? And get the tune in your mind. And uh, yeah, I've fallen, oh, I've fallen on my face before. What can I say? I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I ain't scared. Thanks, Nat Ned. I love that. Appreciate that you, great. Nat Ned. Great, uh, great chunk. Someone clip that and send it to me because I fell asleep on it. <laughs> Hopefully, you typed ISO. Uh, eighteen eight sixty nine from G of the Midwest. Woo! Thanks, G. Coming out of Podverse, big time. And uh, G of the Midwest says, "Bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl, baby. Love you guys. Four twenty ever. Yeah, four twenty ever. Four twenty ever. Four twenty anytime. Four twenty ever. You forever. Got little, you got a little smoke weed every day, karma on there. Oh hell to the yes, I do." Uh, Smoke weed every day. I feel like it's been ages since I've used that drop. Yeah, it might have been. Smoke, 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 smoke weed every day. There we go. Got to make up for lost time, you know. <laughs> 69, 420. Whoa. Coming in from Fletcher. Hey. Spark one up. At a fountain, he says, I like fresh bowls, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, fantastic. Fletcher. John, thank you. Great job. Love it. Fletcher and uh, Carolyn earlier, both of Hog Story fame, hogstory.net, the trendiest podcast in the universe. You've got to be doing that thing. Yeah. If you're not doing that, putting that in your ear holes, well, then I don't know what you're doing. Don't know what you're doing exactly. Uh, 3333, coming in from G of the Midwest, again. Yeah, G of the Midwest, thanks. He's back for some more. Uh, out of Podverse, hopefully these sats will be worth a lot more in the future because you two sure do provide a lot of value. Aw. Thank thanks. you. It's very sweet of you, sir. Hey, man. Or madam. Or madam. I yeah. Guess, I'm assuming so. A sir. Bitcoin's a Bitcoin. I feel like the odds are in my favor, but, uh, that, you know, I want to I wanna make an ass out of you and me, you know. Don't want to do that. No, just um, show your ass. You <laughs> okay. <and me. laughs> here, here you go. <laughs> I see it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, 11,000 sats from Metis. Woo! Thanks, Metis. This cool guy that we know. Uh, coming in from CurioCaster, boosting that live tag in CurioCaster. He says, happy anniversary. Well, thank you, Metis. Thank you. Uh, you just became the newest cast member of the Metis pod, did you not? I did. Congrats on that. I did. I gotta tap into my sinister side. I was doing the, um, catching up on my, uh, real estate education. You had to kick me off the computer to... Oh, it was worth it. I bet. I was happy to move. I like <laughs> yeah. laid on the couch and almost fell asleep, honestly. <laughs> oh, you were snoring. You did fall asleep. I fought and, through it. Did I? Did I fall yeah. asleep? Maybe only like like three minutes, though. But I jerked alive like, what the fuck is going uh, on? The kids <laughs> made a loud noise or fell or something, and you were like, Rrr. Uh Last one for the moment. <laughs> 11 one eleven. That's five ones, Woo! five sticks. Five sticks. One, two, three, four, five. There they were. And uh, that's from C-Dubs out of Boost CLI who says, 11 years. Yeah. Thanks, it's, C-Dubs. Uh, it's hard to believe. I can hardly believe it. Hardly believe it myself, my man. But uh, there you are. Here we are. We're writing down, like, this calendar helps us keep track of what day it is today and how many days it's been since that day. And 
And days have been a blur. We swear it's lying to us every once in a while, but uh, what can we do in this current reality? That's what the date is. So. So it says. Yeah, I'm. I'm willing to. I'm willing to believe that uh, maybe there's a little bit of fuckery there in what day it actually is and how long it's been because it's hard to believe. But hey, that's all I can go off of. It's what uh, what my clock is telling me right here in front of me. Thanks so much, Bowlers, for boosting the show. We love that support, and we love uh, all that you do for the show and sending yeah. that value back. Um, we really do try to put uh, as much value as we can cram into these uh, couple few hours every every Tuesday. Plus, we also try to jam in some bonus value in an interview format show that we do every once in a while. We like to call Bowls with Buds, and I know that causes some confusion out there. Another bowl show? I know, it's another bowl show. Don't we have enough bowl shows? Dvorak wants to know. Well, we have uh, we have plenty of bowl shows. In fact, we have... Bowl after bowl till he's sick. And one of those bowl after bowl shows is called Bowls with Buds. It's just another episode of Bowl After Bowl. So, it, uh, you know, it's on the same RSS feed. It's not a new show or a different show entirely. It's still us, still Bowl After Bowl. But we call them Bowls with Buds interviews because they're kind of a special different format where we sit down with a bud in the bowl and kind of get to know them and talk about uh, what they're all about, that kind of stuff. So we do have uh, one coming up. I should say our last one was a very fun live in-person Bowls with Buds where we were joined with uh, Lavish and Cotton Gin. Yeah, epic. It was excellent. You can check that out at bullswithbuds.com or budswithbuds.com for for right now. I'm I'm trying to decide if I'm going to renew that or not because it's just money, you know. Uh, but, uh, it's a funny one. And this Sunday, live after No Agenda, we will be going live with Eric Yakes, Woo! author of The Seventh Property. That's right. Which is the only physical Bitcoin book I've read, actually, cover to cover, I must say. I, you know, me reading books, even making a promise is laughable, think about it. Just like another thing on the to-do list. Most of the things I read are on screens, including books. Like I have a, a few e-books I've knocked out over the past few years. But oh, it's just like another thing, another commitment, another yeah. to-do list item, you know? Yeah. Which we all know how that goes with me. So I did get this one knocked out because uh, he was in person. He had, been, uh, he had copies. I bought one directly from my note over tour through the Lightning Network. It's pretty awesome. I wrote down like all the information about it, like sats number, block height, all that type of shit, you know. Nice. In the front of the book. History. Yeah, I just had to note it down and be like, yeah, this is it. But yes, if you want to hear from Eric Yakes, a really cool gentleman and um, kind of a different angle. He comes at Bitcoin from a different angle, I think, than a lot of the uh, typical uh, maxi program dev type guys that you may have heard of or heard from in the past uh he just has i think a unique take on it and um i'm excited to talk to him on sunday same same i'm working through the book i'll be, be done it'll be a good time by sunday that's gonna be right around 4 20 uh central time yeah it is on sunday if you tune in we'll be on the na stream and of course always on the bull after bull stream stream.bullafterbull.com so where you can find that now, we talked about the treasure and the talent. Yes. And uh, simple ways to contribute value back to the bowl. And another very simple one that all the bowlers out there can do is answering our first time I ever topic that we have 
week we after that. week. Yeah, we love it. We love it. This week, we want to hear about the first time you ever played a video game. All you have to do is pick up your phone and call 816-607-3663 and the play of We will. We'll play it, and we won't screen it. And we also accept text messages if you have shitty reception or are voice shy. That's right. Text message, picture mail, all that works at 816-607-3663. It comes through. And, uh, yeah. Straight to the bowl. What's keeping you? What's keeping you? Give us a ring. Well, I think that is all of our well-wishers and well-doers for this week, so... That just conveniently leads us into this little segment we like to call. Oh, don't you want to build a node? I really do. I want to build a raspy blitz. Do you? Just so I can boost CLI. Ah, the boost CLI. Well, you know, I don't think it's going to be... Moving heaven and earth. I feel to like get, a tart uh, over here at Umbral. I go in uh, on Umbral. Surely there's, surely, surely there's a fix. I was on that. told Bucli was tard proof, but here I am. Uh <laughs> well, you know, it's tard proof maybe, but not Umbral ready. Yeah, but uh, soon. It's just a matter of time. I Hashtag promise. It's just soon. a matter of time. I promise, just a matter of time, man. Uh, tour bullshit is back. Hi, tour bullshit. Oh. We missed you. We almost Boo. got the uh, stench of your presence. Out of our nostrils, and then hear you uh, dump on our feet again. Why? Yeah, I love it. I love it, and it's really my own goddamn fault because I have a VPS up and running. I have a VPN that I can tunnel every all my goddamn traffic through, and I just haven't uh, done one thing. And now, of course, uh, I'm not sure where my notes are. Someone messaged me. A couple of of the uh, Raspy Blitz devs messaged me. Because I had this problem uh, of the VPS slash VPN setup, tunneling all this traffic. And in your LND conf, you can say, this is my external IP, and you can designate an IP address to route the traffic through, which you want to do, and you want to point that to your server, uh, i.e. not your home IP, but yeah. this, the, uh, the tunnel's IP. And then, you know, you can do clearnet shit and... Do it without exposing your home IP address. That's the plan, and I just... It's another one of those things I got to get around to. There is another setup um, script, and basically every time it restarts, it checks that one... Uh, checks that one setting in your LND conf and overwrites it, like deletes it, just so you don't, like... I mean, it's there for safety. It's so you don't expose your IP address, but if you're in there trying to put you know, a special VPS in there, and you're like, I, I have this handled. I, I'm not exposing my home IP. I'm just doing this one over here in a different place, like a cloud server over there in the cloud. Then you got to change some things. So essentially, you either have to, like, comment a line out or rename a file. So I'm just going to have to go rename it so that it doesn't automatically fire off and, and rewrite my conf. Mm. Every time I try to uh, reboot my shit, which I've had to do a couple of times over the weekend... Uh, it's really a big hairy bitch when you are not at home 
and this kind of thing happens. So, yeah, I did have to run back here to the bowl physically because I tried to do everything remotely, which there are a few uh, tricks up my sleeve. I have doing it remotely. There's certain things I can do, but uh, I can't go all the way when I need to do a hard off and on again. And in this case, I did a lot of different power cycles and reboots and all this shit. And I think that the thing that finally solved it was I actually had to power cycle the SSD itself. The uh, external disk. The drive, it was like, it was just shit in the bed on me until I turned the enclosure off and then back on again. And it makes me kind of nervous of like, maybe I need to clone this disk and uh, get a new drive. Perhaps I'm not mm. sure. I'm not really sure. We'll figure it out. But uh, it makes a brother nervous because, like the the SSD, that's where all the data is. That's where all the uh, channels are. That's where all the good shit is. That's what you definitely don't want to lose. Your SSD. So I saw poor Boostbot is going through the ringer too. Yeah. Uh, I assume similar things. Tor stuff. Yeah, just blame so, Tor. Yes, I do blame Tor. I blame Tor. <laughs> we all blame it's, Tor. Uh, yeah, it's just the thing you do because it's probably what's going on. You know, when you see your peers just dropping, <laughs> but they're dropping by like an, a, a number that makes no sense, like maybe two or three an hour, and you just keep going down, keep going down, but you don't go yeah. all the way down until you're left with your four or five ClearNet channels. By the way, connect to ClearNet nodes, people. Have connections to ClearNet nodes. You're going to want them for times when Tor can't see you anymore but you can see everybody else and so you gotta you know have some clear net connections going on otherwise you're gonna get boned you're gonna have downtime where you can't even receive so the beautiful thing about the uh the tour shit is i can get down to those like four or five peers and still be receiving the boosts and the streams and stuff but yes this ongoing ddos of tour it's been going on since july Actually, June, I believe it started. The last update that I see on the uh, status.torproject.org, which, uh, thank you, C-dubs, for posting that. Um, the last update I saw about it, it just is the July 7th update, which we've seen for months and months now. The overload we saw in the past few weeks seems to be gone. Now, and performance improved over the last couple of days. However, the DDoS is not over yet, but changed its nature and they've been just investigating it ever since. They've been like, mm. we're looking into it. We don't know. They're changing. They're getting sophisticated on it. There's many people that would like to see the Tor network dead uh, just all around. Because, you know, there's a lot of privacy implications that it brings about and makes tracking people much more difficult. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if uh, Tor comes up with any extra good stuff. Uh, another, another way to enhance your node by the way is just to get better hardware which is what i'm trying to uh, work on maybe a third node going on that is not a personal node let's say but something that's more robust and able to handle the uncle jim stuff that i want to be able to do the app plugins i want to be able to do that kind of stuff like app functionality like what um so, some sort of a node that an app could use to spin up user wallets inside of it, you know? Mm. Maybe an Ellen Bits uh, integration that can just do that. That's what I'm looking into. That's what that's the goal here. That's the larger goal. Uh, speaking of larger goals, too, DMU still um, kind of rolling, bonking my head against walls and um, 
we did get API up and working and returning with Ooh. my my value, with my keys. Nice. So that's nice. And then I met up with a, a dev who used to instruct at my place, and he has all these suggestions for how I can um, change and enhance my React material. And part of that includes bringing in Redux and GraphQL, I think, to handle and manage better, more leaner queries to the API coupled with a place to store all of that shit that isn't necessarily a context or prop diving. So he recommended this uh, and sent me uh, this Udemy course. So I'm going to go through that. Big, uh, It's a big, intense course. So I'm going to try and pound through that and see if I can glean anything new that uh, could help me out there. Um, also looking into some stuff about drag and drop because I really want that functionality of a playlist where you can just add to your queue or what's coming up next, you know, with music, with podcasts is a little bit different. Like it's reasonable for podcasts being one to three hours, sometimes more where you are just playing one. And then when that's done, you go find another one and put it on, you know, and you're going to jump around. You don't necessarily need a playlist. I think it's it's nice to have the ability to do playlists with podcasts, but it's not quite as crucial. With music, your shit's changing every, you know, two to f- two to five minutes. Like a long song is six plus minutes. So you really need that ability to have a playlist and to drag stuff around in the order that it's going to be in in order to have like that real uh, quality music experience that sets it apart from, you know, what podcasts have been. Sure. And that's been kind of our main, I don't know, concern or uh, goal the whole time is like we have to build something that is music forward because when we released uh, Stay A While and we're experiencing it in all these different podcast apps, it's awesome to be able to boost it. It's awesome to be able to hear it and see the art and everything works, but the overall experience is just not one that's tailored to music. And it's been really difficult to be like telling people about the album oh, where can I listen to the album? And it's like, well, in a podcast app. And it just doesn't, it doesn't really jive as much, you know? Yeah. It's not... Um, it's difficult to onboard musicians, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you play a song, and then you gotta go play the next song, you know? Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases. So. Instead of the album just playing. Some of, them, some of them will just play episode by episode, and so sometimes that works, but sometimes not so much, so... Uh, that's what that's what we're working. That's the ultimate goal, I should say. And uh, man, the price roller coaster—we've been riding it, getting tummy squeezes. Right now, you can get a whopping five thousand three hundred forty-one sats per dollar. Uh, as I talk to you right Woo! right this moment, and man, I'm saying get those sub nineteen smashes in. Yeah, because everyone was like, "Whoa, it's back up over twenty again!" Like. Within the past 24 hours, and then it jumped off a cliff. The price, man, it's going willy-nilly. And if you look at other charts, uh, or if you sat around for DH Unplugged and listened to some of that earlier, uh, you'll know that everything is just tanking pretty hard. Uh, the pound pound had a little crash, um, big little crash. The Dow is way down, like below 30K now. Mm. Everything's down. Everything's down. And what what is it like? What is that? translate to is it a big dollar is it this weird big dollar rally oh. where the dollar is just 
uh, getting a massive erection all of a sudden. I I don't know. I'm not a fucking financial analyst or anything like that. I just see number go up and the number go down. And go oh, red number on screen. Oh, green number on screen. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. It's not my forte or my field. Thank God. It seems like a stressful place to be, especially right now. Uh, but what I do know is that's a big number, 5341. If you uh, spend a dollar, that's how many sats you get. You, you put a dollar into your nude podcast wallet. Uh, many of them you can buy sats right through the UI. I know you can do it in Breeze through MoonPay. I know you can do it in Fountain through... I'm not sure if they also use MoonPay. Uh, some service, though. Something, something. Something. But yeah, this is the time. You're going to want to grab some tonight. That's what I'm saying. Great time to top off the old wallet at 5,300 sats per dollar. Throw five bucks in there, man. Get like 26, 27,000 sats. Who's better than you at that point? Yeah, other than that, not a lot happening. Um, I'm kind of watching from afar the whole Craig Wright uh, versus Hoddle Knot. Uh, mm. trial going down in Norway, but I don't really want to say anything about it until it's more unfolded, but that has been ongoing. Um, TLDR on it is it appears like uh, another another court loss for fake Toshi coming up, but we'll see how it pans out. See how it all pans out. Yep. Wait and see. Wait and see. Maybe there'll be a magic number that shows up in that story. I am rooting for a magic number. <laughs> I'm rooting for a magic number. <laughs> what do you want to hear about tonight's top 333 stories? Do I want to hear about tonight's top 33 stories? Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> All right. Boobs is on board. So there is a first-time offender jailed for 33 months in Guyana and fined with, with $3.5 million for having over eight pounds of ganja. Oh. We had it all. In that headline, 33 months in jail. Big weed. Big weed. (laughs) Uh, Since it was his first offense, this is a lesser sentence, so they say, over there. And they found the weed, eh, you know, in five different black plastic bags. Lots of weed. Yes. Eight pounds. It's a good amount. But, uh, you know, don't don't get caught with that. It's enough for the weekend. Yeah. 50 state legal. Not... Well, another headline this week was 33% of U.S. TikTok users say they regularly get their news on the app, which is up from the 22% who said that in 2020. Oh, my God. We're descending into even madder madness. Yeah. You know, a third of the population is always kind of screwy. (laughs) To put it mildly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. 33%. You know, that, that seems right. Checks out. Uh, get your information from China, the yeah. China propaganda machine. That's, Seems like the way to go. You know, I might judge you for it, but I also have not met anyone that said that. Like, oh yeah, I get my news on TikTok. So, yeah, I also haven't uh, had cause to slap anybody across the face. <laughs> I don't choose to surround myself in those circles. <laughs> that's for sure, and they don't show up in the bowl. So. Uh, I just laugh at him. And my final top 333 story tonight is that Florida woman was charged in Ohio after troopers found 33 pounds of cocaine in her vehicle. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were wondering where it went. 
long way from home and not sharing. Uh, yep, she made it to Ohio from Florida. Got picked up for a turn signal violation. Oh, it's always just, the simple stuff, right? Just before 3.30 p.m. last Monday. Oh, a bonus. Yeah. You know. Really makes you think. Yeah. I thought she would be 33 years old, but she was 32. So it could have been like 328, but they said just before 3.30. Yes. You got to get that magic number shoved in there as many times as possible. Uh, Anyway, she's now facing 22 years in prison, potentially, and a $40,000 fine. Just just too bad. Shit. Yep. So. Now, usually at this point in the night, I start telling you about all the sick people. Yeah. Who got the magic number floating around. But I only have one story, and it it popped up yesterday. (coughs) Oh. (coughs) I thought that the only people coughing tonight would be bowlers. I really did. I thought it was going to happen. But yesterday this headline came out. 33 COVID-related deaths reported in L.A. County over three-day period. Oh, bonus the three. bonus three. Yeah. Wow. wow That's very indeed. light, though. That's very light. They're definitely yes. on to other shit. It's a step in the right direction, I tell you. I ya. would say so. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. You know what else is a step in the right direction? Stepping behind the curtain. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Finally. Finally, BTC, behind the curtain. Oh, my girl, Grittany, has not been in the news very much recently. Oh, they're ghosts and Grittany. Ghosts and Grittany. But, um, you know, a few bowls ago, I had a story about some players that were still going to go over to Russia. Well, the news this week was a dozen WNBA players, some of Brittany Griner's former teammates uh, from the Russian team she played on, will not be going over there to play this year. They have decided to go to other countries to stay away from the bullshit, you know, to Hard to blame say, them. fuck you, Russia, leave Brittany alone. But then the New York Times came out with an article uh, that was the equal and opposite of that, where they just said, no, except for men, except for the men basketball players, they're still going to Russia and they got pay raises. Oh, so because- <laughs> it's so it's a girl cot is what you're telling me. A girl cot, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, according to an anonymous agent that was cited in this article, they're offering Russia, being they, is offering fifty percent more to players this year since uh. They've lost quite a few, but, uh, you know, the dudes in the article are quoted as going over there to play. are just like, Hey, this is great for my career. Good for my wallet. And, uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah, no doubt. Try to get that cash cow while it's still mooing, baby. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're incentivized with the extra pay. Uh, don't bring your weed, you know, just yeah, check or, or an empty, uh, pin. Yeah. Don't bring an empty vaporizer of any sort once your vaporizer's empty just fucking throw it in the river <laughs> shit i don't even care if it's an e-cig don't bring it I, I don't think you're supposed to bring those batteries on the planes anyway but supposed to you know eh. so check your suitcase though because you know Granny didn't even know it was in there 
So uh, yeah, you always gotta double check. Uh, you gotta wonder, man. Yeah. Check the special zippers. <laughs> That's why I would not be making any kind of return trip. It's like you don't even know what might be on you at some point. It's that's true. That's true. Oh, look, friend, we found uh, this shit on you. What is that? I've never seen it in my life. Uh, you tell us, man. Come with us. Yeah, you, you gotta explain it. We don't have to explain it. You gotta explain it. And now. it's all in Russian because they don't have translators. <laughs> you, know? you just fucked. Yeah. You just absolutely fucked. Yeah. Still a fishy story, and I'm still following it because I'm excited to find out who the second person in the trade deal could be. Or if the U.S. will even put up a second person. I'm definitely rooting for Honey Bear. Honey Bear Man, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> the alleged hacker, Honey Bear, whatever. <laughs> the hacker known as Honey know. Chan. That crazy cough guy, I was like, that's a good get. This uh, military special op assassin. No, man, get the, let the money launder guy go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see him. All he does is like just him. make everybody get paid. Yeah. Like. Is that so bad, really? Mm. He just wasn't getting the right people paid, obviously. Right. That's when you get in trouble, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the 2016 Russia, 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 fuzzy bear guy, that's, a, that's the good, that's the get. That's the one for the narrative. Yes. But, you know, the U.S. media has been really quiet, as per the request of the Russians. Uh, very <laughs> strange, right? Because it's definitely not in their nature to shut mm. the fuck up every once in a while. Who do we listen to? Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, people will be lining their wallets if they build homes, maybe in 2024, because the International Code Council approved hempcrete for U.S. residential building code. Oh, boy. So that's going into their appendix in 2024. Uh, right under the IRC there. That's the International Residential Code in their lingo. Which I guess 49 of the 50 states follow. Wisconsin does not. Oh, base Wisconsin. They're too <laughs> yeah. drunk to follow code. They're like, nah. <laughs> if you build it, you keep it. Maybe. I don't know what they're... Stuffing uh... themselves with beers and cheese and brats. And... Fuck. Fuck uh, international code. We got our own code. <laughs> yeah. Go to Wisconsin. <laughs> That's a great code. Very American code. Um, But yeah, so... Uh, this has approved hempcrete as insulation. I was picturing, like, a house built with hempcrete bricks, you know? Like, yeah. as the structure, not the wall infill or whatever. Ah, uh, right. So it's just it's just basically approved for... Uh... Yeah. Take out the fiberglass, put in the hempcrete. Yeah. That seems like it probably would make your cost go up, wouldn't it? I don't know. I'd have to research it, but... I think that it will be expensive for a while. But, you know, hemp for victory. Hemp for victory, Someday, man. Someday. Do everything with it, man. Hemp, hemp, hooray. Hemp, hemp, hooray. Um, also, if you wanted to start using it now and you're a contractor or you're building homes or whatever, uh, you can get approval for hempcrete as an alternative material. But, you know, got to... Fill out some paperwork and That's right. Some... Operators are standing by. Call 816-607-3663 for approval now. <laughs> yeah, we'll approve it. <laughs> Here in the bowl. Oh, so the Department of Justice responded to the Florida Agriculture Commissioner's lawsuit. It's been a minute. Uh-huh. They tried to, you know, sweep it under the rug and get yeah. it dismissed. Well, they didn't really add much 
to their initial arguments and request for dismissal here. Uh, they said, you know, okay, so just to back up and refresh, the lawsuit was filed way back in April um, by Nikki Fried. It might be Freed, but I'm going to call her Fried. Uh, and these medical patients from Florida who were denied firearms because of their medical license. Yeah. Bit of bull crap. Total bull crap. So, in this response here from the DOJ, they, of course, point out once again that weed is federally illegal and that federally, uh, federal criminals, you know, can't have firearms. No firearms for felons, and uh, you're smoking weed, so you're a bad person. No gun for you. That's like their main argument. It's like, oh, because of this bad law, this bad law is in play, and so then this bad law is also in play. So, haha. Exactly. Like, fuck all three of those things, man. Yeah. But I pulled out a quote here that was confusing to me and uh, kind of struck me weird. So this, uh, they said here in their little argument... Marijuana users also engage in criminal activity that renders firearms possession dangerous, albeit for different reasons, i.e. the propensity for violence for domestic violence misdemeanors and the impairing effects of marijuana for marijuana users. Oh, Jesus. Now, why is domestic violence thrown in there? Search me, man. It's like reefer madness all over again. Yeah. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> Okay, if you want to say the impairing effects of weed are a good reason that they shouldn't, you know, have a gun, which is, okay, let's let's battle, let's duel, let's figure that out, uh, you know, fine. I would, I would accept that. But this line, the propensity for violence, for domestic violence misdemeanors. What? Where did the domestic violence misdemeanors come from? I thought I we were talking about medical patients. I don't even know what a misdemeanor is. To be quite I think honest someone who's committed a misdemeanor for domestic violence. I don't know, man. Like for for me, all of these arguments go out the window when alcohol comes in the picture. Oh. Or any prescription drug, right? Like many. Definitely SSRIs and uh, you know things that help you sleep. It's like uh all these fucking mass shooting kids they're taking. I was trying to figure that out. Now I know if you check yourself into a uh a little, you know psych word for lack of better terms they probably can't buy a gun ever again i think they call right. it uh, the loony bin these days oh really yes. <laughs> let's get technical here <laughs> um but i was wondering if there were prescription drugs that immediately take away your rights to own guns and i wasn't able to find a solid answer on that but if any of the bullers know yeah call me 816-607-3663 because it's just like well this is what bugs me is it's medically legal in the state of Florida and a doctor has given them a prescription for it as doctors give many prescriptions for other things. And under that, like if, if you're not saying, Hey, you can't, I gave you Adderall. Now you can't have a gun. Why is weed the one that's being pointed out? You know, one of the most, uh, calming and weed is just chill. a fucking, <laughs> White umbrella scapegoat for all of the fucking ills, man. For all the feddy bullshit. The feds want to fucking stick their finger deep inside your butthole. Weed is always the excuse. It's the first excuse. So lame. Fucking smell weed on a traffic stop. Fucking pop weed in a drug test because it's the only thing that stays around your system. It's always fucking weed, man. It's the, it's the scapegoat. 
Yeah. Just like, it's the one thing that's the easiest thing they can reach to and say, let's blame it on the weed, everybody. That's right. Yeah. And here they are, you know, <sighs> Department of Justice just saying, hey, it's federally illegal. Like that's the end of the argument. Yep. Yeah, well. The World Anti-Doping Agency has decided to keep THC on its banned list. And you know what their reason was? Uh, weed bad. This is a direct quote. Uh, it violates the spirit of the sport. What? Not a specific sport. The sport. <laughs> the sport. Yeah. All sports, I guess, are just having their spirits violated by THC. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, it's weird. Because, of course, for me, THC is like, I don't know. It's the it's recovery a, part of some sport. Tylenol dude. or something. Like, after. Yeah, exactly. You have sport and you have recovery. It's certainly not an enhancer. And the problem with weed, like I alluded to just a bit ago, is it sticks around. You can pop, you can not smoke for 30 days and still pop a drug test for fucking weed. So there's no, it's, it's not like an athlete could be just using it purely for recovery after games, after game day. And that's there. That's in your system. So you're going to pop when you piss. Yep. It's like, it's just so unfair the way that uh, it's tested for and enforced and all of this. Like, there's no, you know, let alone doctor's recommendations that you can get. And like you said, yeah, it's not a fucking enhancer. No. As far as like a performance or like a high school or like uh, jump higher, run faster type yeah, thing. Yeah, like steroids or nothing, you know. Oh, well. It's not a surprise, you know, the world anti-doping agency and the u.s anti-doping agency not standing up and making hullabaloo about it because oh hey it's federally illegal here still so where are you canada come on (laughs) where you at eh? yeah (laughs) where you at eh? uh so students for sensible drug policy in the last prisoner project have come together to launch a civil disobedience campaign Ooh, my favorite kind of campaign yeah civil disobedience so that's going to kick off October 24th. They're calling it the Keep Your Promise campaign. And who are we civilly disobeying? The Dusty Man in the White House. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he said no one should be behind bars for a plant, for pot. And uh, yet, there's over 3,000 people in federal prison yeah. for nonviolent weed offenses. Still. It's, it's time to put up or shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, their first step here is to meet with lawmakers, do the lobbying, tell them, hey, you got to tell Biden it's time to pardon these federal prisoners who are just sitting there for weed offenses. And then if he doesn't, which, come on, it's never going to happen, uh, then they're going to travel to Washington, D.C. for the civ- civil disobedience and to demand that he fulfill his campaign promise. Yeah, it would be nice, right? It would be, but, you know, expecting a politician to fulfill a promise, that's... A dumb thing to hold your breath waiting for. Yeah. 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 I saw this week a little PR newsletter going around about this newly established National Craft Cannabis Coalition. Oh, yes. Yeah, craft weed coming to a farmer's market near you. Uh, It's inevitable. It's... (laughs) Not going to happen tomorrow. No, no, no. It's going to take a while, but it's inevitable. Yeah. So far, there's six states that are taking part in this coalition, uh, and they represent about a thousand small independent producers here in the United States. So uh, 
California, Oregon, Washington, Connecticut, Maine, and Massachusetts, we salute you. I want to go to a farmer's market and buy some vegetables and weed. That's all. Yeah, it's not asking that much. I don't think so. But here we are. Can I buy plant at farmer's market? (laughs) Thank you, farmer. Here is money. Yeah. And, you know, once the weed is there, I'm going to be asking for coca leaves. Coca leaves. It's just, you know. And poppies. I mean, come on. Come on. My poppy seed muffins, you know? Plant medicine. (laughs) That's all. Some poppy seeds are okay. I hear. But hey, uh, Johnny Pat seed, you know, I know that he knows that weed seeds are federally legal. That's right. 50 state legal because, you know, by weight, less than 0.3% THC <laughs> in a seed. Yes. So you just, won't find no THC <laughs> in the seed. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Pot seed out there doing the Lord's work. Keep poking it in the dirt. The Arkansas Supreme Court has ruled that votes will be counted on the legalization initiative. So it has made it to the November ballot and will be counted. <laughs> Very uh, cool. This, of course, reversed the Board of Election Commissioners' determination that the ballot title was misleading. Yep. Good news for them. Fantastic. If you're behind their legalization ideas. No doubt. Uh, then in Denver, the mayor tried taking a step in the right direction by changing some rules and regulations, one of which was slashing city licensing fees for transporter licenses. They're down from $500 in application fees to 25 And also, there was a $2,000 annual fee to renew that license. 25 bucks now. Whoa. Yeah. Like, I don't think there should be a fee at all. And I don't even think there should be licenses, you know, in my uh, dream world. My <laughs> yeah. My imaginary location where it's like, oh, cool, you grow the weed and you buy the weed and I have the weed and whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but this is cool. Like, 25 bucks, that's manageable. Yeah. Now, it seems like there's a lot of... Uh, it's a step in the right direction after all. Yes. A lot of that going it on is. this week. Well, here's the flip side to it. Uh, There's always a catch. The mayor gave permanent exclusivity to social equity applicants when it comes to these transporter licenses. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Dispensaries can't have their own delivery, folks. They can't run their own delivery service. They have to contract with a social equity worker. It's interesting. Interesting. Uh, That's gross. It is gross. Yeah, because that was, you know, a temporary thing where... They were like, oh, the first, you know, 500 licenses, not that many, probably, probably 50, but the first handful of licenses is going to social equity applicants. And now they're just like, yeah, only social equity applicants can work this job. Boo. Yeah. So, pretty lame. But 25 bucks, you know? Yeah, well, you know, 25 bucks. Get yourself, <laughs> get yourself uh, approved to be a social equity applicant, I guess, if you want to do that job. Get that equity. Uh, extra social. Yeah. Yeah. Move to a uh, a disproportionately affected zip code. (laughs) Anyway. Illinois regulators are, guess what, being sued again. Oh, man. That's the thing that I think they're best at. I think so. Uh, This time it's over blocking conditional weed dispensary license holders from taking investments. Uh, And this is specifically on the social equity license holders. Now, it's interesting because I remember talking about 
how they wanted to put in this bar so that if you were a social equity applicant who got a license, you couldn't uh, transfer or sell the license to try and keep the big fish out from sneaking social equity applicants in and stealing the licenses. Right. So now these this pair of attorneys who also got social equity licenses are saying, hey, uh, that's unconstitutional because I had an offer for $5 million for this license and I would have liked to take it, <laughs> but I can't. Right. Yeah, well, in order to lift social equity applicants up, we have to screw social equity applicants. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Well, you know, Illinois, screwing is just part of everything there. Yeah, it's built mm-hmm. into the plan from the top to the bottom. Yeah. So, now, th- I thought this was interesting. The names looked familiar to me. This pair of, one of these attorneys is the same guy who sued the regulators all the way back in September 2020, saying that the whole dispensary licensing process was unconstitutional. Based. Yeah. Yeah, he's an attorney, you know. Good at his job, I guess. Keeping the lawsuits coming. So, uh, and, you know, you're trying to make the point that a lot of these social equity applicants can't finance their business without equity investment, and they can't get equity investment with the way that the statutes stand. So, oh well. Yeah, what are you Here we go, do? Illinois. What are you going to do? <laughs> I guess you, they better not hand out any more licenses, right? <laughs> better not let the market, you know, start regulating itself or anything. Uh, Wichita. We talked about it last week. Yeah. And on a token Tuesday, while we were in the bowl, uh, Wichita, Kansas did decriminalize weed and fentanyl test strips. So now, you know, when you're... Walking around with your test strips in your bag, you don't have to worry about being picked up by a cop. So much. You know, you still get a fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This was a five to two vote, so not unanimous. Mm, Still opposition there in Wichita. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, plenty of people just don't understand how decriminalization is going to work. They're like... But that's illegal. Oh, you're going to get crime go up. Crime go up. Whoa, crime will go up. How about maybe now they can just focus on violent, bad things going on instead of, (laughs) smells like a skunk. Think we got a lead. Mm hmm. But, you know, no. People are always going to think of the children and such. Of course, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, So there's a new pack in Missouri, the Show Me State. Called Save Our State Pack. And they seemingly have been created just to oppose the legalization initiative on the November ballot. Oh, boy. Um, One trick wonder, huh? Yeah. Now, I was like, I thought, oh, this must be uh, Ashley Bland Manlove's pack that she started. No, no, I was wrong. It's, uh, I was wrong. Manlove. Billy Spicy Chick uh, Bang. Close. Close, but Man Loves is the Impactful Cannabis Reform Coalition. Okay. This was created by a former state representative by the name of Scott Dickhouse. God damn, we got the best names, don't we? <laughs> we do. Bland Man Love, Dickhouse. It's really Dickhouse. <laughs> D-I-E-C-K-H-A-U-S. Mm, it's Dickhouse. It's Dickhouse. It's like the guy called Boner. <laughs> and you were like, that's not it. But Ooh, slips it in. Slip it in, you know? I got meat on the mind. 
And look at this pin action. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, Dick Cass is part of the founding team of this pack, but has not revealed any of his colleagues. So, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything from him yet on uh, around. Playing his cards close to his chest, yeah. I see. I don't see any billboards or no. posters in the city or no. anything. It's a big um, secret. But, you know, I uh, I'm intrigued by how many groups are forming to come out against this legalization initiative. I agree with them. It's not a good idea to put uh, new criminal penalties into the state constitution, among other things, you know, yeah. insider baseball that's being written in. Um, but with the medical initiative in 2018, I there wasn't this sort of response. Right. And that was equally not great. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard, like, it's hard to decide what's a step in the right direction, you know? Like, when you gain and lose, do you really gain at all? I'm not so sure. No, because it's just, it seems really difficult to undo bad stuff that gets passed. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Just <laughs> enshrining some of these penalties in the Constitution like, is very, very much an issue. It's been illegal this long. It's still prohibited uh, across the 50 states federally so just, just yeah like i mean you fucked either way yeah let's be whole totally upfront and clear about that still 50 state illegal no matter where you are what you're doing yep so yeah i'm patient i would like to see a good law like the cannabis freedom act that rep hicks had proposed you know yeah it didn't go anywhere but it should have uh, and shemed dogan year after year he's always in the, the house. good ones He's in the house, uh, you Where's know, the filing. best laws that die in committee? <laughs> right? But yeah, Rep. Dogan, CU2, filing great bills, you know, with free open markets and, like, no licenses. That's the way. Do you want to grow weed? Grow weed. Go for it. You want to buy weed? Buy weed. Go for it. Yeah. Just, could what's be the, so simple. What's the fucking issue? Uh, someone's not getting paid. And Plant meets dirt. They have a lot of money. And Plant sway. meets sun. Plant meets nug. Nug meets finger. Finger packs bowl. That's it, yeah. <laughs> then you spark the shit up. Yeah. I mean, geez, they act like it's like some kind of radioactive material and like dangerous substance and you're going to like blow up your basement and shit. Like fucking weed, man. <laughs> yeah. Simple. Simple as. Poke a, poke a seed into your backyard dirt. You got a plant. Wouldn't it be nice? Ah, well, in Nebraska, uh, the groups behind the medical initiative were hoping to contest the signature count. Of course, there's a 10-day period where you can file a complaint and maybe get the signatures recounted or whatever. But the state officials didn't complete their final review of the signatures within that 10-day period that was laid out for them. So they ran out the clock on the activists' ability to challenge their Fucking findings. dicks. Yeah. Governor Caillou over there. Shady son of a bitch. Yeah. Because <sighs> he can't win legitimately on this issue. So he has to just fucking underhandedly cheat. Yeah. I know. And you know, that group of activists really leads forward with mothers and children. And like, it's just... It's fucking heartbreaking, the amount of kids that could really benefit from getting their medicine, <laughs> you know? And then these parents have to go out and risk their lives 
dealing with the black market, maybe getting thrown in jail or something just to keep their kids from having seizures all goddamn day long. Give them some quality of life. But here we are. So, yep, the uh, ballot was finalized Friday in Nebraska. So medical will not be on it. But in Fostoria, Ohio, weed is now decriminalized. Nice. Yep. You can possess up to seven ounces and not face any uh, fine or jail time. That's a pretty large chunk. So no fine either. But I was wondering, like, okay, so, you know, I'm walking around. I got my 200 grams of weed on me. (laughs) And the cop is like, you know, hey, give me that weed. Right? Like, that's still going to happen. Yeah, if it's then they get to take it. Then they take it. They give you the ticket and what? But there's there shouldn't be a ticket since there's no fine or jail time. But the cop still gets to take the weed, and then what? I don't know what they do with all that (laughs) shit. They enjoy it. Put it in the evidence locker. (laughs) Probably sell it themselves. Fucking put it in a bonfire. Crooked sons of bitches. And uh, put up a tent, a hot box of tent. I don't know. (laughs) Uh. It's just weird. But I was like, hey, no fine. That's pretty cool. You know? Good for Fostoria. That's a a step in the right direction, too. Mm -hmm. Now, in Oklahoma, weed will not be on the November ballot. Their court uh, went the opposite of Arkansas. They said that um, they gathered enough signatures, you know, the group, Oklahomans for sensible marijuana laws. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the state had this third party doing the signature count validation. Shady. It took longer than usual, and they weren't able to get everything finalized before the challenge period timeout. You know, like, they couldn't fit this 10-day challenge period in before the deadline to be printed on the ballot. Oh, that's so inconvenient. Yeah. Same as Nebraska, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, huh, okay. Oh, yeah, isn't that just too bad? What a dink. It's just too bad. It's just unfortunate, isn't it? But it will be on the ballot for the next general election or at a special election set by the governor or legislature. Oh, yeah. They want to make it one of these low turnout elections. Yep. (laughs) Where it's easier to fuck with. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Shady. Yeah, it's fucking shady. Greasy. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Arkansas went one way and Oklahoma went the other. Mm. Interesting. And they both came in at the same time, same bowl, same week. Yeah, you know? that's funny. I mean, it is getting down to crunch time for all these deadlines and stuff, but. Yeah. But government, crunch time, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. The courts, is, they don't have a set schedule. They don't care. The Seattle mayor signed three equity bills into law. I read them. It's hard to tell you what they do. Sorry to tell you what they do. The first one uh, just expresses the city's intent to engage in s- the social equity sphere okay. of the cannabis industry. So you know? a, a performative law was signed? Yeah. Let me tell you this about that. Yeah. It, it, By like, law. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like a letter that got signed into law. Yeah. You know, they're a like, resolution. Well, we're focusing on social equity here. In okay. the weed industry. Everyone listen up. This is the laws. Uh, this is what we're going to try to do. Yeah. The second one that was signed into law advances equity and licensing. You know, fits in a few more eh, social equity applicants and such. Uh, and expands licensed activities. 
So yay, more licensing. And then the third bill signed into law here in Seattle requires employers to take action to develop job retention, security, and stability within the weed industry. Mm. That's a, quite a task. Yeah. You know? Ambitious laws. Yeah, it really was like reading a... And when they're thinking about it, starting to think about it. A letter or something. I don't know. It was very strange. Very strange indeed. Uh, but my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from South Carolina, where a hemp farmer is fighting with a lawsuit and uh, going to federal court with it. His name is John Trenton Pendarvis. He mm. filed this lawsuit on the 16th of September. And he's suing several state agencies in federal court on the grounds that they conspired to deny him his due process rights after authorities destroyed his hemp crop in 2019. That's pretty mean. Yeah. Now, their stance is, you were growing it in an unregistered field. His explanation was that he filed an amendment application because there were severe droughts that they experienced, and he had to move the crop's location for it to grow. So it's still his land, you know? He just moved it because... See, this is exactly why the licensure and extra regulations are just fucking dumb. Yeah. Because they don't do anything to help anyone. No, they don't help anyone at all. They don't do anything to help a single fucking person. They don't make anything safer. They don't make anything smarter. They don't make anything more helpful. It's just shit like this, where a dude has to do what he has to do and gets in trouble. It's just motherfuckers getting in trouble for doing normal shit. That's why licensure is a joke. That's why regulation is a fucking joke. Just leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. It's pathetic, dude. Just repeal prohibition. You just take weed off of all the lists. It's just, it gets me fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, this guy's in a horrible situation, you know? Um... It's like he filed this amendment, and then I think that that prompted the Department of Agriculture to send people out to, like, do an inspection. And so they discovered his unregistered crop, which that term already is such a lie. He's a hemp farmer. Unregistered crop. Fuck you. Yeah. He So what? He moved it from one side of his field to another. Uh, So Gestapo, why don't you come boot my fucking face? Unregistered crop. Jesus. They like to do it day after day. Unbelievable what we put up with in this country. Yeah. So there's uh, one guy in the agriculture department through a series of emails that have been used in the case um, saying, oh, this was a willful violation of the state's hemp farming program. And they sought approval to get the crop destroyed. Uh, Now there's really, it's, it's blurry. The legal mechanism for crop destruction approval, you know, like it doesn't, uh, <laughs> they don't really lay it out. It's not in there at all that they can or can't do that. Um, and that's kind of his angle here is like, what? I destroy the crop? Like where? Why? How can you do that? Um, so anyways, and, and then these emails, you follow them along with them. And it goes from one person to another saying, like, like this local judge steps in and is just like, eh, I'm not sure that's the way to go. I don't think you should do it. So you know what they do? They go to a different district. 
They're just power-hungry fucks, dude. Yeah. They don't give a shit. These agents, they couldn't get the local judge to sign off on their destruction of the crops, so they got an arrest warrant from a magistrate. Oh, my God. And then the attorney general uh, flip-flopped on the whole thing, was kind of hemming and hawing over, I don't know if we have the right to destroy the crop and, and ruin this guy's life, to, oh, okay, that magistrate gave you an arrest warrant, so here's my consent to it. So they showed up. And the farmer demanded he speak with his lawyer seven times, and they did not let him, and went ahead and destroyed the hemp. You should be able to mow those fuckers down when they come on your property, dude. It's fucking egregious. Yeah, I agree. So, karma for that guy, and I hope that he wins. Yeah, me his too. Because it's gross, and yeah, the regulation is... <laughs> uh, and rot in hell karma for these fucking dipshits. Just trying to ruin a guy's life because his unregistered plants, which he registered, are over here instead of over here on his own property. I know. Get a fucking life. Yeah, seriously. Hemp, too, you know? like it's <laughs> Fucking people uh, like that should just remove themselves from the planet. That's yes, how you make the world a better place. Yes. Just leave. You yeah. help no one. Mm-hmm. You ruin lives, you help no one. Goodbye. <laughs> If only it were so simple. Fuck, dude. Just fucking kills me, man. Yeah. If only they could just sit back and enjoy a bowl for themselves, you know? It really, man, it really rubs me the wrong way. Me too, dude. Me too. But you know what rubs me the right way? What's that? Whatever's coming up next. We got a metal moment tonight? We do. We have a metal moment hot and fresh, but I did want to uh, acknowledge that uh, Boob sent us a little uh, fact check here. For 7777 sets at a Boo CLI. Uh, He says, it's not called checking yourself into the loony bin anymore. Uh, It's called checking yourself into the voting booth these days. Oh, he always knows how to get technical. I appreciate. uh, Thanks, boobs. Appreciate the uh, (laughs) correction. Yes. We stand corrected. Stand corrected. And uh, correctly also stands the Reverend Cybertrucker. Yeah. Uh, That's Sir Reverend Cybertrucker to you who uh, joins us back on the road Woo. with a fresh metal moment. Let's see what he's got in store for us. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Stuart Mitchell, also known professionally as Haywood Banks, is an American comedian, writer, and performer of humorous songs. His songs include Toast, The One I Love, Pancreas, and The Cat Got Dead. His song, Interstate 80, Iowa, is a description of what it's like to drive from Illinois to Nebraska across Iowa 80, a trip I've made several times myself. Off of his album, Different, this is Interstate 80, Iowa. Interstate 80, Iowa. Mississippi River. Davenport. What's that smell? Corn, 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 Iowa City. Corn, 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 corn. Look a tree. Corn, 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 corn. Corn, 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 corn. Look a 
there's that smell again. Corn, 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 council bluffs, Missouri River. Hell yeah, corn. Yeah, that's the whole trip. Corn on I-80. Yeah, what's that smell? You get that in Cedar Rapids, Council Bluffs. Uh, I can't remember the one that they said. Davenport? It might have been Davenport. Okay. There's a few of those. They got like the, I don't know what they, my dad always called it the turd burning factory. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it really is, but. Maybe it's corn. Sometimes like, yeah, it's places <laughs> that make dog food. Oh, yeah. Fucking smell real, really bad. Mm, yeah. Just be one of those industrial places, you know. Fantastic. That's a great That was a great one. Yeah, that sums up the whole drive. That sounds about right. I 80. We got folks in uh, Des Moines, so know how it goes. A lot of corn. A lot of corn. Kansas the same way I was uh, listening to Lavish break that down on Behind the Schemes last night. Yeah. Then you hit Missouri. Whew. Yeah, then there's like civilization. <laughs> For a little bit of it. Yeah, you gotta love it. And you gotta love the Rev, by the way. Follow him at Rev Cyber Trucker. On the No Agenda socials, where you love to hang out, or from any federated uh, instance, you can do it. Don't have to be a No Agenda social kind of guy. But uh, sign-ups are still open, I think. I mm. feel like. I do not know. You can get in if you answer a series of pretty basic bitch questions, if you're actually a listener of No Agenda. Uh, if you don't know the answers to them, you can easily look them up. Unless you, uh, you, you know, you're a bot or a tart or something. And then... Yeah, good luck getting in. Tards can type too. <laughs> Tards, it just takes them longer, that's all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they'll get in eventually, I know. I got in. That was before any of the questions, though. That was before, yeah, they, were, yep, that's before they were turning Tards away. I got in uh, I got in while getting was good. Yep. Oh, man. Well, this is a special part of the show where we hear from you out there, the bowlers. Uh, you pick up your phone, you call 866-607-3663, and you tell us, Whatever's on your mind, usually we prompt you to uh, talk about the first time I ever topic, but it uh, can always be just whatever, whatever you're feeling on that particular Tuesday, just like this caller did. Follow his example. I was listening to Behind the Schemes, and I heard Sir Spencer say that he's been looking for a baby Jaguar, and it reminded <laughs> me of my second tour in Iraq. I'm in Mosul, we're wrapping things up, and I have this dream that stuck with me to this day, where we started taking fire, small arms fire everywhere, everybody's scrambling, it's a shit show, trying to get in the battle rattle, go outside, I'm separated from my unit immediately, no friendlies around, start running, running, I dive into a bunker, there's a baby jaguar, pick this thing up, this beautiful, innocent creature of God, and I know that my mission in life now it saved this baby Jaguar. So again, I'm running, running, there's mortar fire incoming, small arms fire, fragments of concrete, gravel, rocks all over the fucking place. I keep running, then I find a shrine. I set this baby Jaguar down on the shrine instantly. Inner peace. The strongest, most intense peace I've ever felt. If peace can be intense, I felt it. I still feel it to this day if I change Hell yeah. Wow. That's a great one. That's a great one. That's I hear, I hear a Tinto voice there. That's a great dream. That is a solid dream, my man. That's very cool. Baby, Baby Jaguar. Jaguar of peace. Baby Jaguar of intense, deep, uh, strong peace. Hey, we know all about uh, the intensity of a peace around here. Let me tell you. That's true. That's true. 
Yeah, I forgot you put out that request on behind the schemes. It's only a matter of time now before one shows up on oh. our doorstep. Oh, I just, you know. <laughs> put out some feelers. You know, you yeah, got to know what the, you got to work the market, see what the options are out there. <laughs> yeah. You learn some things, you know, meet people, that kind of thing. You know? Yeah. You might well, even uh, run into this next caller. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah? I had to look up, what was it today? Oh, yeah, uh, we're talking oh, about, uh, uh video first games. time I ever played a video game. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I, uh, huh, I maybe played an arcade, something or other, uh, before that, but I do recall my dad bought a, uh, Pong, because I'm old, uh, Ugh. But he bought a Pong, and it was like a, one of those, like, like four-in-one. I don't think it was, like, the real Atari Pong, because I think that was that Atari Pong only had a couple options on it that you could do, uh, whereas this one, it had, like, you know, one was supposed to be basketball, one was supposed to be hockey, and yeah. it was all the same bullshit, though. <laughs> sure. uh, it just moved, like, the uh, little... Uh, Puck, or well, no, not puck. Your uh, paddle, mm-hmm. move your paddle around, and then I remember it had like three knobs on the uh, on the thing, so the paddle could go forward and backwards in some of the games. Uh, other games it could go up and down. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't. We didn't have it that long, and he brought home an Atari uh, twenty six hundred, uh, and then it was like game on because he had bought. He got that. He got, uh, it came with combat, which was kind of, you know, uh, it would do, but uh, he bought Space Invaders and uh, Circus Atari, which was, uh, you had to have the paddles for Circus Atari, and I think the 26 came with paddles back then, and that was basically like a knob with the button on it, and uh, Circus Atari was kind of uh, reminiscent to, like, Breakout, but it was supposed to be two clowns on like a uh, uh, that would go back and forth in uh, nope. air, and you'd have to try and clear all the uh, balloons out of the air so yeah it's pretty pretty exciting my sister pretty freaking awesome at uh, Circus Atari uh, she would go forever to the point where uh, you know sometimes whoops I reset the system uh, like uh, the jackass brother I was back then. So, uh, <laughs> oh anyway, in the bowl. Oh, in no, the it's bowl. Hitting the reset on somebody is like one of the most dastardly things you can do. For real. Uh, caller driving through a couple of tunnels there in the in the tunnel filled city of Detroit. I can tell. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got the message though. That's been fun mm-hmm. though. Circus Atari. Circus Atari. Never heard. Uh, Not surfing safari. Circus Atari. With paddles. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta have the paddles. We did have a texter uh, text in, by the way. Uh, FTI played a video game. Was Donald Duck's Playground on the Commodore 64. Good oh. times. Uh, that's from Phaedra? Damn it. Yes. Is it Phaedra? Metis is Mrs. Oh, right. Duh. Donald Duck's Playground. Donald Duck's Playground, Commodore 64. That is a great one. Okay, an instant classic. With the Disney name, it can't not be. Can't but not be. You remember the first 
video game you ever played like ever i was thinking back on this and like the most memorable is the first console game i ever played but I, i'll back up before that i think the first video game i ever played was on like an arcade machine at the papa Gino's, and it would have been pac-man and galaga because i remember sure putting some quarters in working the joystick getting destroyed by ghosts mm-hmm. eating some fruit and then galaga like I've just always loved that game. So I'm like, that happened early. But first console game I ever played, I was over at my aunt's house one time, my grand aunt, and her kids were playing Spyro on the PlayStation. And I was just absolutely mesmerized. Mm. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I didn't have a PlayStation or anything. And uh, they were doing the time trial, fly through the hoops thing, you know, little, uh, yep. little side games. So my cousin was like, you want to try? And I was like, hell yeah, you know, dove him right into the water. It's like not easy. 10 times. I was like, how do I hold this thing? You got to get the hang of it. Yeah. But I finally did. Like, they just let me keep playing that, that side game all night long. <laughs> and uh, so I left and I was like, you know, I would really appreciate a PlayStation for my birthday or Christmas or something so I can get this Spyro game. Sure. And that was it. And then, you know. Off to the races. I, I eventually did get a PlayStation. <laughs> the only child's dream. <laughs> right. Yeah. Spyro. That's a great one. Yeah. Colorful. So cute. So colorful. Very colorful. I feel like I can remember the first game of every console, but I definitely want to get through some bowlers as well, like this next yes. bowler. Hey, bowlers. Hey. hey. So this is going to be unrelated to your uh, F-tie. No worries. But uh, I got a drug test coming up. Oh, nuts. And... Uh, you know, I'm a frequent uh, participator in the uh, the flower smokage. Sure. And so I'm really nervous about uh, how I'm going to pull this magic trick off mm. of getting this, uh, you know, fake. Uh, I don't know if it's synthetic. I don't know if it's pig piss. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The decoy. But, uh... How I'm gonna get it into this situation? I've done the I've done the regular thing a couple times of like just sneaking it in and you know having it heated with hand warmers and then you pour it into the the little cup and whatever. Yeah. But uh, this time this time around, this job is requiring a physical. Oh. And I don't know if the physical is gonna be up front oh, or man. at the end after the you know, fake pissing. So I'm right. like, there's too many variables, man. Mm. How is this? How is this? How is this fine in a in a free in a free society? Man, it isn't. It's not. I just yeah. I just wonder this constantly. So egregious. Yeah, what do we do? Thanks for uh, letting me vent in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Anytime. Yeah. That is a tricky one, right? Because they're probably going to want to, I don't know, every physical I've got that I was required to get, I usually have to get one for scouts. And inevitably they would do the old uh, grab on your scrotum and uh, have you cough to the left and to the right. A little hernia check, right? And also feel and make sure you got two balls. (laughs) Um, 
That's a rough That's one. Weird. You know, it's funny. I've only had to. I've only had to piss one time, and I did it on a because f- I liked the guy, and I was like, all right, whatever. I usually refuse all that kind of shit. Like uh, when I worked at Apple as a campus rep, um, I got the application, and there was a box that said, "Would you submit to a drug and alcohol screening as a condition of employment?" And I just checked no. Yeah. But I still applied, and they still called me, and they still hired me, and they never nice. screened me or anything. But I was like, fuck no. Just right up front on the application. It just depends. Like, uh, I guess the job-to-job thing. For the one I for the one I pissed on, I just stopped. It was like three weeks or something. And then I just got a little home test and pissed on it. And it was negative. And so then I knew I was good. And I just didn't smoke until after I was on the other side of that test. I've heard of different products people have sworn by that you can drink. Yeah, I was just going to say... System flushes. When I worked at the glass art shops, or the head shops, we had those cleansers. Yeah, usually it's like a two-part kit where the first one is kind of designed to just flush everything out, and then the second one is designed to add in the B vitamins that are supposed to be in there if you didn't flush your system out. So they kind of can check and see if you've been like flushing. So there's something designed to like put those back in, make it look regular. Then there's the synthetic urines, of course. They even sell fake cocks that you can wear to piss out of those things. But of course, the issue comes up where you're getting a physical at the same time. So if they're going to be grabbing on your nuts, they're going to notice a fake cock. I have heard of dudes tape like uh, putting the synthetic pee in a condom, tying the condom off, and then taping that to their like inner thigh. Mm. so that it's the right temperature, it's like body temperature, and then you just poke a hole in it and like pee out of the, con- you know, put put the pee from the condom into the cup. I've heard, of, I've heard of people doing that. I guess you could even further smuggle that condom, if you know what I'm saying, if you're like really, really desperate, but that's not a water balloon you want to break. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So I don't know, man. That's a tough one, but yeah, definitely comes back down to why. Why do we even have to do this stupid dance in a supposedly free country? It's so fucked. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, can I just be judged upon like the job I do and showing up and being competent? Like, can we just judged on that? Why does my, why does the chemistry, the the chemistry makeup of my piss come into play? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Seriously. I've never understood that myself. A bit well, also, you know, I don't think I've ever been asked on a job application, like, how many drinks do you have a week? Yeah. Or anything. No, like, doctors will ask that, you that, but or... the job, you know, they don't care. Yeah, but, job's a but job. Like, yeah, it should but... just be limited to, what is your job? What are you doing on this job? Are you picking things up here and putting them down over there? Like, Are you sitting at a desk, typing? That's the only thing we care about. That's all we're going to ask you about? That's all, yeah. Like, like okay, programming. You know, web development. That's all. Yeah. All the questions have to do with web development. Are you in customer Nothing service? Else. And it just matters if the customers are happy. Yeah. I mean, what, what's this extra shit? Like, like, employers think they're, like, buying people. When you just, like, you're, you're... I'm selling you some of my time is what's going down here. I'm selling you some of my time. Not even all of my time in any given fucking day. Ever. Just a, just a piece of it. Yeah. I don't know. And what you do in your time that's not sold to them shouldn't matter to them. Big time uh, drug test karma, though. 
Yeah. And uh, I think I have something 50 state legal for you. Where did it go? And I don't know your situation, but yeah, saying no is always an option, too. Yes, this is true. Wow, I thought I had something, but... Yeah, well, you'll have to find something else. Pick a button, any button. Streaming value for value and weed is an excellent combination. Yeah, there you go. An excellent combination. This time the uh, stream is, you know, hopefully a passing... You know. A passing unit of urine. Yes. (laughs) We'll stream some value for you, if you know what I'm saying. Right into the cup. Yeah. Right into the cup. I did refuse one time to take one by... uh, Because they were going to force them on uh, us at the hut. Because, I don't know, people were just getting a little ignorant. And they're like, Mm. we have a drug tester. tester." And I said, "Um, I'll pee in the cup if you hold it in your mouth. (laughs) They ended up not coming for it. Shocker. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. They they would have had to turn over the whole goddamn place. So it's just never a good, it's always an empty threat. I just couldn't uh, believe they weren't into piss play. They in, uh, oh yeah, you'd think they were like. Yes, please, pee in the cup of milk. Oh, well in that case. Splash me. We're testing you twice, son. <laughs> How about we just test everyone this way? This uh, next caller has never been tested, to my knowledge. Oh boy. Just as a reminder, you are listening to Bow After Bow. And the And my nephew in the background. Aw, uh, hey nephew. Who, uh, first video game, first video game, I think it was probably like ColecoVision, which was uh, like, my, it was my friend's mom, she had that, and uh, I don't know if it's like, I want to say it was like, like pre-Atari, but uh, you know, you can look it up on the interweb and whatnot, but, uh, and I don't remember exactly what game it was, it, was, it wasn't Asteroids, but it was kind of like, um, that level of, uh, I guess, quality is as far as the graphics and whatnot go, but uh, there's kind of some sort of asteroid-ish kind of game. Um, but, yeah. And then, like, I guess, like, a first video game console, well, not console, but uh, I remember having the handheld OG, like, black and white, not even, like, black and white, like, black and green kind of uh, uh, Game Boy, you know, that one that was, like, inch and a half, two inches thick or something like that. Oh, yeah. Four double A's and whatnot. But uh, that was the first uh, video game, the handheld video game that we had. And you know, then we went on from there. And But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's the answer. But, well, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. And, uh, but of course you're enjoying the show because you're, yeah. you're part of the show. That's you know, or time. you're listening to the show or you're making the show or however, however we're here. I don't even know right now. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> That dangerous. I am, and no matter what, caca, caca. That's right. No matter the weather, caca. And staying dangerous all the time. Oh, this is kind of interesting, but all right, I'm pretty high. Yeah, sounds about Coleco right. Vision. Coleco Vision. I've not heard of that. Me neither. I'm not. Uh, obviously, I'm not spelling it right. I'm not finding it. I'm not finding it. I don't know what that is. Coleco Vision. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with this next caller? Hey, bowlers, this is Midas. Hey, Midas. First time I ever played a video game was on a IBM PC Junior. And it was the cartridge-based operating system. had a little DOS version on there. And it was simply a a keyboard uh, familiarizer-type game. It had this big gorilla, if I recall correctly. And when you press the key on the keyboard, he would run across the top of the screen 
and drop whatever letter you pressed on the keyboard into place. And, uh, it, it would end up, you know, after you pressed all the keys, he would, you would, you would have a keyboard on the screen. So that, you know, loose definition of a video game. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my first one. And then after that, um, more of an actual video game would probably be Cubert at the arcade. Mm. Uh, we had a Pistol Pete's Pizza in Texas and w- went there. And I think Cubert was the first one I ever played on that. That was actually like a, a video game, proper video game and not a typing tutor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. We got, you reminded me of like all kinds of games now. Yeah. Just saying that. Like, um, I kind of have wires crossed too because it's so early that I was playing video games, but like there was the first standout one. It really stood out to me crystal clear. So, growing up, my parents had an NES and they would play the original Zelda on it and like they would play together where my dad would pilot Link and my mom would just keep copious notes. Like, there's no built in map in the original NES Zelda. Huh. You don't just like look, pull up your map. So they hand drew out maps oh my of the world <laughs> and maps of all the dungeons and like which walls you could bomb and shit. Like ridiculous. Mapped all of it out. Um, but I only watched, like I never played that game. I just watched them play certain games on the NES. But it was the first time I was out in Massachusetts visiting my cousins and aunts and uncles and everyone out there. He had a Sega Genesis at his place. And he had this game called Decapitec that I was just absolutely in love with. It was like a side-scroller platform fighter thing where you've got like, you know, three lives and you're a mummy and you can like get a skull that you throw at people. So you have like a ranged kind of attack once you have the skull. But it was like so colorful and cartoony, like 90s cartoon kind of... It was like a weird, gross-out, mad scientist, monster lab theme kind of thing, you know? I never, I don't think I ever end up beating that fucking thing, but, because it got so difficult at the end. But, God, that was a fun game. And, like, you're saying with the Spyro, I was over there playing that game, so obsessed with it, I was like, I gotta get a Genesis, I gotta get this game, I gotta get a Genesis, (laughs) I gotta get this game. So we ended up getting a Genesis, and then I had to, like, some golf game that he played a lot on it, and... Trying to remember like the other games that we had for Genesis. Like I just don't remember a lot of them because I didn't play a lot of them often. But Midas reminded me of some computer games. It's it's hard for me to really pinpoint like what came first, playing that Sega Genesis or playing the computer games. Because I know we had a Mac growing up, so you couldn't play all the games everyone else was playing at the time. Like The Sims, I never played because that was like. Like, it was weird. Uh, uh, Maxis only had certain releases that would work on Mac. So, like, you could play Sim Town, but you couldn't play Sim City. Mm. Or you could play Sim Ant, but you couldn't play The Sims. And, like, who wants to play Sim Ant? I played it a lot, but, you know, I always wanted to play Sim Coaster. Oh, yeah. Or they had one that was, I think, Sim Copter, where you were like a medic, Medivac helicopter. And you would like fly people to the hospital and shit. Uh-oh. Oh man, that, that looked so fun. fun. My cousin had that. But the games I remember playing first on the computer had to be 
won this game called Manhole, which was, I'm pretty sure, by the makers of Myst. Uh, and it was a similar thing. It was like an open-world walk-through, click-through, and there was just, like, no wind condition or nothing. You could just walk through and, like, explore all this different shit and interact with it, you know. Just a bunch of nonsense stuff. And then uh, there was a uh, art program called Kid Picks. Oh, Kid Picks. It was like MS Paint, but with like a bunch of extra goofy shit you could do that was like more video gamey and interactive and things like stamps and I don't know, different weird shit. Nice. That you could add to your art. Kid Picks. That was a really great one. And I remember uh, as far as like arcade style video game on the computer, there was this game called Jet Frog. Where jet frog. It was, you were like a frog with a little jetpack on his back. And you could hop around and then there would be like flies. And you would hit the space bar to flick your tongue out and you'd want to eat these flies and stuff. That was a fun one too. Nice. Yeah, all kinds of games coming back to my head now that you've mentioned that. That's but way better than Frogger. It was better than Frogger. <laughs> In the beginning it was like the good morning Vietnam quote. Only like it would open up and be like, Good morning jet frog. Nice. And you're playing Jet Frog is friggin' excellent. My dad also had this pinball game, uh, which was an emulator of an actual pinball table, Eight Ball Deluxe. Oh. It's a uh, billiards themed pinball table. And so we did Eight Ball Deluxe, rack them up. And then you'd play uh, pinball. The, with the, the Z and the question mark as the left and right flipper. The computer thing uh, jiggled my handle too, you know? Oh, yeah. It, my first video game could have been. Minesweeper. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a quality <laughs> one. Quality one. Mini and office hour wasted. Yeah, clicked a lot of squares in my time. <laughs> this next caller is clicking squares without a doubt. Hi, I don't remember the first time I played a video game, but I do remember when we got our NES. We yeah. were in the test market in 1985 for the uh, 8-bit Nintendo, and we got one for Christmas of 1988, uh, 1985, rather. Nice. And, um... I remember my older brother tearing the paper off and we were all so excited and we sat there playing Mario Brothers and using that cool gun to shoot the duck and try to shoot that fucking dog that kept laughing at us when we didn't hit the duck. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool because all of a sudden the Regos up the street with their Atari 2600 weren't such hot shit no more. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah. Laying it down with the new shit. NES. That game, that gun thing was cool. My uh, my cousin Cubby did have the gun because uh, my parents didn't have the like Nintendo, the NES gun. So he played Duck Hunt at his house. They did have this really fun game called Renegade, though. It was just like a like goofy uh, level one, level two, level three, like story based fighter fighting game. Hmm. Uh, you just come out and like karate kick a bunch of people, <laughs> like. Level one, you know, like a you'd be at a train station and the train would pull up on the platform, then just bad guys would come out and you'd have to kick their asses. And then um, nice. it would progress, it would progress. One of the funnest levels is you, you, there's like a motorcycle level. So everybody's zooming in on motorcycles and you're like kicking people with the side, like you're <laughs> kicking your leg and kicking dudes on their motorcycles next to you. Knocking them over. Yeah, that was a fun game. Renegade. 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 On NES. I can't remember a lot of the other NES games. I know I had Super Mario. I wasn't like, I was never super good at it, or you know, I didn't like it. it's like you got to time the jumps of those fire sticks, and it just fucking made me crazy. Um, but yeah, that's a great platform. 
both Zeldas, obviously, we had those. Um, gosh, it's just been so long. I switched to Genesis pretty early, you know. I was saying I can remember, like, the games that I played that made me get platforms, though. Like, the first game yeah. I ever saw on PlayStation was my cousin uh, was playing Crash Bandicoot. Same cousin in Mass? Nope, this is a different cousin. Okay. Here. Oh, and, Crash uh, Bandicoot is a lot of fun. He was playing Crash Bandicoot, and I was like, what on earth is this? And it's like, you see a new game on a new system, and it's like, new graphics rendered, new play style, like, everything's new. So that was the first time I ever saw a PlayStation in action, and he was playing Crash Bandicoot with all these colors, and oh, fucking kicking ass. Yeah. And the first one for Xbox was Halo. Yeah. I played at some uh, girl at my church's house, and was like, we have to get an Xbox because of this damn game, which I'm sure a lot of people got their Xbox because of Halo. C-Dub shouted out Dig Dug on NES. Dig Dug on NES. I never had Dig Dug. Um, the Mac, though, talking about Mac games, we yeah. had this emulator called Mac Mame, which is some kind of uh, Mac arcade uh, collection. So just like every arcade game you can imagine, you name it. Like original Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, mm. Dig Dug, like uh, C-Dub said. Um Rally X and all of those. Nice. Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, all of those. Um, that was the first time I discovered Rampage. That was the first time I discovered oh. Joust. Uh, I love Rampage. <laughs> uh, what's the one where you're on the moon? You're in a little moon rover. And you gotta like jump over stuff. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. Moon something. Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol. That's hey. what it's called. Moon Patrol. Uh, my dad always loved that one, so he had that one. Tapper. Like all the, Tapper, yeah. all the classics. I played on the Mac first. Wow. Man. That's cool. All the video games I've wasted my life playing, you know what I'm saying? Booberry shouted out Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines. That one I'm not familiar with. I am familiar with his next caller, though. Bowlers. It's hang time. I'm sitting outside, uh, smoking a bowl. Smoking a bowl, that's what. Seems like the first time I ever played a video game. That's what's up. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You're excused. I don't know, man. We had, uh, you know, well, we had a PC when I was a kid. We had the Intellivision. I vaguely remember this baseball game on the Intellivision. But like Commander Keen, a platformer. Fucking the original Duke Nukem, none of that Duke Nukem 3D shit, but like the original <laughs> side-scrolling platformer. Where the lasers were like, whirr, whirr, whirr. cheesy, but it was fun. Um, but really, like the first game I got fucking sucked into, man, was Duck Hunt. Fucking suck a duck, suck a duck. <laughs> yeah, um, so much. I still remember a dream I had. When I was a kid, I played that game so much at a neighbor's house that I dreamt I was actually able to shoot the dog. Because fuck that dog. Right. <laughs> Stupid ass dog, don't you laugh at me, bitch. <laughs> you try and shoot. You don't have opposable thumbs, you got a claw, bitch. But no, Duck Hunt was great. Hell yeah. Those are like the first games, really. I haven't played video games in a long ass time. Shows you like how long ago the last video game like a um, you know Fallout Three or no New Vegas Skyrim but PS3 that's how long it's been man PS3 stands for play shitty 
<laughs> I love you guys. Love, love you. Love show. Oh, thank you. And uh, I love your show. I love the way your weed smells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's dank tonight. <laughs> oh, give us a stick at the end. <laughs> I love the way you stick. Sticked it. Sticked it to us. <laughs> that damn dog. Laughing dog. Yeah, man. There's a lot of uh, sites and gifts dedicated to his demise out there, if you fucking look there. <laughs> Apparently, lots of our callers weren't the only ones that wanted to blow that dog's head off. Yeah. <laughs> That's frustrating. But oh, that, that thing was so fun. It's like um, another layer of interactivity that you had with your television screen. Speaking of your television, uh, this next caller could probably television. I motherfucking love video games. What? I would have never guessed uh, that about there's you. There's not as much time to play them these days. I know. I enjoy what I can now. Um, I'm actually kind of getting an itch to... Excuse me. I'm just pounding a cup of coffee. I'm getting an itch to... Mm, I want coffee. Um, play some Final Fantasy III mm. uh, for the Super Nintendo. One of my all-time favorites. Maybe transition the Sukaden from the PlayStation One. Get some of that uh, RPG action rolling. First game that I ever would have played. Uh, my grandparents bought me as a Christmas present uh, the Super Nintendo combo pack that included Super Mario All Stars. Nice. And um, there might have been another game along with it, and I. I don't necessarily remember playing that one all too much because shortly after, uh, Dad had bought me Donkey Kong Country, which I am such a huge, huge fan. That's a fun one. I love those series of games. The first three, Donkey Kong Country 1, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, (laughs) Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Yeah. Uh, Good shit. Yeah, Dixie Kong and the Babe. Dixie Kong is so cool with the backwards hat and the guitar playing. Oh, fucking uh, a! So good. Um, yeah, I got so many fucking uh, cartridge video games. That was that was one thing I was collecting before uh, rocks and gems and stuff. Uh, it's fun. It should. I decided while I was doing dishes and listening to the show that for my funeral, instead of having something real sad and it's a total bummer, instead it would be a giant yard sale where I could sell all of this shit. Nice. Like, Maybe I could do it before I die. I'm like trying to time it up and wind it up. Yeah. But uh, hard to predict, way, but I think that would just like have a massive spread. Be like, well, can't take it with me. There so you here you go, y'all. Have at it. I'll strike a deal. Um, sex only. In the bowl. In the bowl. bowl. (laughs) Yeah. The transcription says sex only. Hey. Uh, (laughs) Caller is likely open to negotiations. In the bowl. That transcription bot thinks that caller is sexy. Beautiful bad boobery. Behind the schemes action. Yes. uh, An estate sale, my man. Yes. You want to do a big estate sale, a living estate sale. Yeah, even better. If you want to time it up while you're alive. You could probably have, like, just wait until you hit, like, 72 and then just do one every year. You'll still have shit, you know? 69. You're never going to get rid of your shit. 
Yeah, That's 69. True. Start at 69, just do one every year. Then you'll be like, God damn it. I just did one last year. I still have shit. <laughs> do another one. Where does all this shit come from? It just it accumulates. People send it to you in the fucking mail. You go out and look at the clearance uh, aisle at Walmart. You buy some <laughs> fucking, you know, it just comes at you from every angle. Yeah. It's no escaping shit. You don't even walk into a thrift store. Yeah. You or go, an estate sale. You shit. Go, you go to the thrift store with uh, two garbage bags and drop it off. <laughs> give that to them for free. And then you go in and like buy some shit inside there. Yeah. Restock the shit. Cycle continues. Not a bad idea, though. Not a bad move. Thanks to all you callers. All you bowlers. Yeah. We're filling our voicemails with tales of uh, the video game nostalgia. I love that. one. There's two platforms that I failed to mention I grew up on. Oh. Uh, that just came to my mind because you mentioned the cartridge stuff. And, uh, um, of course, somebody earlier had mentioned the thick Game Boy. But uh, I had a Game Boy Color. Same. That was like my handheld platform. And when Boobs mentioned the Donkey Kong Country, I had Donkey Kong Country on the Game Boy. Oh. Uh, Game Boy Color. It was fantastic. And you're like shooting around in all the barrels and shit. I love that. That's a fun like game mechanism to play around with. But the first game I played on that was Zelda Link's Awakening, which was the first real like Zelda game I played all the way through and shit. Big time. Big time influential. It's a good one. Also, Mickey's Racing. Spent way too much time on oh. that piece of shit. I had a CTR. Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing was the fucking dopest on PlayStation. That's that's maybe my favorite racing game of all time. Actually, it was a good one. They made a Woody Woodpecker racing game yeah. for PlayStation. Actually, and you know my dad's a big Woody collector. Oh so yeah, we had the Woody Woodpecker racing game, which was basically just a shittier version of CTR. Okay, but since it was uh, Woody, you know, you you kind of love it. You have a soft spot in your heart for it. Yeah. Cool thing about it though was everybody had like a left and right attack at all times. It's so like Woody would be pecking or like Buzz Buzzard would like smash a big sledgehammer. So at any point you could R2 or L2 if you were driving next to somebody and like give them the weapon. So you nice. also could run over weapons and there would be different weapons and power-ups. But then you always had like left punch, right punch of some sort of weapon. So that was really cool. And then the other platform I grew up on, Sega Game Gear, huh. which was the dopest handheld they've ever made. Sega Game Gear was the shit. It had a pretty cool screen. It had the wide body, which is way more comfortable to hold than this like skinny thumbs right next to on top of each other's shit that the Game Boy always had rocking. Uh, Game Gear also had a backlit LCD screen, oh, which nice. was fucking crucial. So you didn't have uh, all of this, you know, oh, I need a light. You remember the Game Boy colors yeah, even the, had the fucking the coil? The light. Yeah, that coil light you'd plug into the side and it gives you yeah, this shitty little sucked. light. Fucking awful. And you still had to hold it at the right angle to see the I goddamn thing. I had a Jurassic thing. Park light. Dude, Game mind. Gear, you <laughs> could wait till your parents went to bed. You could whip out the Game Gear. You could be under your comforter. Good And to just go. bright lit up fucking eyes till like however long you were playing. Ugh. And I played I Power Rangers on that mother. Power Rangers. I put hours and hours and hours of Power Rangers, dude. <sighs> that sounds like fun. Mighty Morphin motherfucking Power Rangers, man. That was my go-to game on Sega Gen or Sega Game Gear. But I had all kinds of shit. Garfield. Uh, uh, there was a hockey game, like an NHL game. There was a. There was one that was like a com. You know how you get the combo games? Yeah. Comes with a bunch of shit. 
Chess Checkers Parcheesi uh, Battleship was one of them. Um, all kinds of stuff, man. I had a golf one for that. There was great stuff. Uh, Bust a Move was a favorite there, too. You're shooting like the bubbles up and popping three of a kind bubbles mm. with the little dragon guys. Bust a Move. Oh, yeah. Game Gear. Game Gear was the greatest portable video game of all time. Don't at me. <laughs> well, uh, I will poke you for first time I ever for next week. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, where's my... Consult the list of first times. I don't know if I left my list in a smart spot this time, but, you know, the chances of that are not that great. I felt like we had a couple we thought of last week. We did. Do I remember them? No. Oh. Like, you know what came to my mind is what? one uh, that had been recommended recently. The first time I ever realized my parents were full of shit. Oh, I remember that one being shouted out. Perhaps in different wordage, verbiage. Um, okay. You know? How about wrong? Wrong. Okay. First yes. time I realized my parents were wrong? Yeah. Yeah. That okay. More wide open. We'll go with uh, your idea. Yeah, since you don't have the handy dandy note nearby. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know where it went. It's, uh, it's usually around here. Well, you know. I'll, I'll find this it. This is what happens when you clean the bowl. You clean the bowl <laughs> and then you leave it for like two weeks at a time. And that didn't like, help. That didn't help. You're like, what's going on? I don't know where anything is, where my life's at. What's going on? No. What's happening? You come back, you think, this is a dumb place to keep bowls. Yeah, no shit. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Yeah. I'm also thinking, him. uh... Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. It was an entertaining week. As you may have uh, gleaned from the top 333 tonight. There's some goofy all ones in goofy, there. All goofy. All yep. goofy. So, in Panama... These developers decided to launch these futuristic oceanfront homes. And they look like spaceships or UFOs or something. Okay. There's like a column and then this big round wheel with window walls, you know, on top of it. So it's like uh, like skies here in Kansas City. Yeah. Or whatever the restaurant is. That's weird. I've had like a dream of doing Airbnbs like that. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, it's romantic. It's cute. And supposedly it's friendly to the environment sure. and pretty cheap to build so friendly to the economy and first time home buyers or people that want to live on the oceanfront but again it's uh you know this ufo on a pedestal and so when they did their launch this past week for the c-pod eco prototype eh, that column came tumbling down slumped onto an adjacent dock yeah. They just stick it in the sand or some shit? I don't know. I don't know where they stick it. Yeah. But it destabilized at the launch event. So Not when you want it to fall over. No. Not a good look. Um, They were going to start selling them next year. <laughs> I don't know what their plans Timeline are now. Timeline has been delayed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they said the usual things like, oh, we're going to launch an investigation. Yeah. See what happened. Get to the bottom of it's this. Like, we'll get know, our engineers right on it. Maybe you just make it a uh, like a silo instead of having something big and wide on top of a skinny column. I thought about the same thing. Like have just the bottom floor access or whatever be like a a one parking garage plus uh, an elevator shaft, you know? Yeah. And then you go up, ride the elevator up, and it opens up into the middle of the one floor studio 
that yes. you're actually having an Airbnb in. Precisely. Is that what this thing is? Yes. I mean, it's just like, it's got to just be basically one room. Yeah. With a toilet somewhere hidden behind a curtain or something. Mm, maybe it's just a hole in the floor in the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Falls down under the beach. <laughs> it's environmentally friendly. Yeah. Shit uh, on the beach. Shit on the beach. Well, shit in Beverly, Mass. There was a seal, a four-year-old gray seal that wandered into the shoe pond up north of Boston there in Beverly. Uh, maybe found its way there from a river or drainage pipes or something. But anyways, you know, the townsfolk started calling him Schubert because he would not leave this pond. They called firefighters and wildlife experts in to try and capture him and return him to the sea. He wasn't having it. He wasn't going. Good for him. So they left him alone. You know, they finally were like, all right, I guess he lives in the pond now. What they should have done from the start. And the next day, Schubert decided to leave the pond. Ah. Oh. Cross the parking lot and wait outside of the police department. Where Schubert was, of course, corralled by wildlife experts. He turned himself in. Turned himself in. Wow. Based Schubert. Yeah. Look at you. Schubert was like, this was fun, but uh, I don't know how to get home now. All right, fuck <laughs> this. There's bigger fish out there in the ocean. Can you put me there? Yeah. So, last time I checked, Schubert had been transported to the Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut to go through a full medical exam. But, of course, we'll be released back into the wild after that. Mm -hmm. You know. They got to check his brain. Make sure he doesn't need any SSRIs or anything. You're like, right. why are you wandering away from the sea, little seal? Beverly, Mass. That's where I discovered Decapitec. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's where my cousin lived, yeah. Huh. Fun fact. It's just, it's small Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about estate sales during the FTI segment, and there was a dude who scored a 700-year-old medieval document at an estate sale this past week in Maine. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, dude went to the estate sale looking for a KitchenAid mixer, which I was like, you know what? That's As a one great does. thing to look yeah. for at an estate sale. Sure. Uh, also on the list of his, in case you care, <laughs> was bookshelf or vintage clothing. <laughs> I need a little uh, cubby thing, a little yes. cubby organizer. We need a cubby in the bowl Yeah. for, uh, you know, clothes. <laughs> place to put your duds, you know, just send them there. duds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh... Dude sees this framed document on the wall with some elaborate Latin script, musical notes, gold flourishes about. And the sticker said, 1285 A.D. And he was like, huh. And like the sticker that the person running the estate sale slapped on it. He was you like, know? that American dollars? No. No, it was 75 American dollars. <laughs> Whoa. And he was like, eh, it, it looks like it could be legit, you know? So took it to some academics who confirmed that the parchment was indeed from the 13th century. Incredible. And even traced it to a French cathedral that used it 700 years ago. Holy in shit. In Roman Catholic worship. They just got it out of there for 75 clams. 75 bones. Even though they knew how old it was. Yeah. My God. I know. It's an estate so they're trying to get rid of shit. Well, you know. <laughs> But yeah, it it could be worth $10,000, <laughs> according to the experts. Somebody's estate is going to be upset. 
Yeah, I know. I know. You got to know when to hold them and auction them, you know, and not just uh, yeah. slap a sticker on I'm it. I'm not putting old cool shit on sale ever, though. No, those are inheritance pieces because they get older and cooler. <coughs> as Absolutely time right. Goes on. Yeah, of course. You know what doesn't get cooler as it gets older, though? What? School. Oh, Public school. school. In Kentucky, this teacher <coughs> uh, came out bitching that a snake. And a mouse have fallen from his classroom ceiling. Oh, that's in the past week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. One of the other teachers there admits that three mice have fallen from her classroom ceiling. Jesus. Yeah. And the snake, it was a little baby rat snake. But you don't want it falling out of the ceiling. No. So uh, stay in school. It's what you get. (laughs) Snakes and fucking mice falling on your head. Your tax money at work. The principal obviously had to come out and make a statement. Sure. Since this is now national news. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what did the principal say? Oh, it's it's not uncommon for rodents and pests to find their ways into buildings, especially as the weather turns cooler. It's with that drop ceiling, man. They love it. But what really got me. They drop on you. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's a game. What really got me is the principal said each fall, uh, maintenance goes out, lays traps and sprays repellent, whatever, but that the building had just been evaluated and treated by professional exterminators as part of the district's maintenance protocol. Oh, boy. Uh, they better get a refund on that. Yeah, second opinion, maybe. Yeah. So that was uh, alarming. <laughs> well, we got rid of all the mice. We chased them right up into the ceiling. Never see or hear from them again. <laughs> School sucks. Would have sucked worse if I had a snake or a mouse fall on my head. Yes. Would have been hilarious to see it happen to anyone else. We just had trash cans in the hallway every time it rained to catch like <laughs> raindrops. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there were a few of those in mine. <laughs> uh, we didn't have no fucking varmints falling from the no. ceiling and shit. No animal no incidents rodents, that I no, recall. No reptilians. No. Yeah. Mm. Samesies. Uneventful. Yeah. Just the way some kids got knocked out, you know, every once uh, in a while. But yeah, yeah, we had some really bad stuff happen at my high school. But regardless, uh, American Airlines might think this is some really bad stuff that happened to them. I think it's fucking hilarious. I have a clip. Emerson Collins can't help but giggle when strange sounds start coming over the PA system on his American Airlines flight. So they started pre-takeoff, and while we were still loading onto the plane, the earliest sounds sounded like someone having, shall we say, gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. also assured passengers everything was fine. But American Airlines says their PAs are not connected to Wi-Fi, so there's no way to hack them. Two other passengers on separate American flights have also reportedly said they heard similar noises on their flights recently. American Airlines released a statement about the sound saying, the PA systems on board our aircraft are hardwired and there's no external access. Following the initial report, our maintenance team thoroughly inspected the aircraft 
aircraft and the PA system and determined the sounds were caused by a mechanical issue with the PA amplifier, what? which raises the volume <laughs> of the PA system when the engines are running. Our team is reviewing the additional reports. What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> okay you, so you're telling me this is just a mechanical issue? This, listen to this sound. <laughs> That's a dude. I can tell you exactly what that is. That is the same. Okay, so you you recall I told you a story <laughs> a few weeks back uh, where I took the girls over to the Quick Trick bathroom, right? Oh, yeah. While you were getting your sonogram imaging, and there was some fucker like moaning like he needed an ambulance in the stall, and yes. he had dribbled uh, some corn droppings all the way in there, yeah. so he was having some seriously <laughs> fucked up issues. And he was making that exact same sound. I swear to Christ. <laughs> that is called my butthole is in intense sharp pain that's the sound that comes out of your mouth that's no, not a mechanical, it's a mechanical issue, issue. oh it's a mechanical <laughs> issue we're trying to troubleshoot it no it's called frank stop hitting the <laughs> button on the mic while you're having shit fucking cramps oh my god yeah, I the fact it they myself. would try to hide that, like, come on, especially when they double down and say, "Oh, it couldn't have been hacked. There's no external access. It's yeah. all hardwired PA system internal. So, like, literally, the only way you can make that thing make noise is to mic up into the PA system, which you know, stewardesses have one, and the cockpit has one. That's all. And someone is having a poopy someone problem. is having a sharp shit out loud. <laughs> Over the PA. The fact that other passengers were experiencing the same thing? What the fuck? Yeah, on more than one plane. Must have just been like some weird pilot prank. Everybody's like, oh, we'll fuck with them. And or then it like went wrong, but they were like, just shut up, just shut up, just shut up and let it blow over. What if there was a pilot party that had happened, you know, some kind of all get together, let's celebrate American Airlines, and they got fed some fucking bad seafood or something. Yeah, the shrimp was out too long. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what that is. <laughs> I have no idea. Jesus, they played the clip. It's too late. There's no Wi-Fi, so... It's called butthole moans, dude. <laughs> That's right. It's called butthole moans. Uh, well, a follow-up to a story that was on the lens last week. Uh, remember that North Dakota woman who brought a raccoon into a bar? Yeah, I remember. They were, you know, saying, ah, rabies. Yeah, rabies if it looked at you. Yeah. Yeah. Well... The 38-year-old woman there has been arrested. What the fuck? Yes. Uh, with misdemeanor counts of providing false information to law enforcement, which they didn't elaborate on, tampering with physical evidence, also didn't elaborate on, and unlawful possession of fur bearers. You cannot possess the fur bearers. I got some fur to bear. <sighs> but it gets worse. I hate to say this. I Man, was, really? I, I already really, got her balled. It. It was it's, very it's as bad as it can get once we got her balled. Uh, yes, yes. And it's, this is a gutter for sure. Um, her story is that her family found this raccoon on the side of the road three months back, and it was a baby. And so they picked it up and they nursed it back to health. They named it Rocky. And um, As you do. As one does, yes. And they even got it tested for rabies and it was negative. And they took care of this damn raccoon. 
and it was a loving member of their family. But because it's illegal to have a raccoon as a pet in North Dakota, the authorities euthanized it. Oh my god! Yeah. So not only did this lady get arrested for loving this raccoon, but they killed it. It's just like, it went all the way wrong. What the fuck? How does that help anybody? God damn it. I fucking hate our laws and our government. Just stop already. I was so evil. Your peer, you people are a complete embarrassment to what it means to be alive and be a human being. Yeah. What the fuck? That was a dark lane. Do the next one. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one, <laughs> it doesn't get much better. But God damn it. It's, it's not, it's not going to make you cry like that last one. <laughs> Rocky, um, no! I know. <laughs> this was not the ending we wanted. Um, in Ireland, doctors removed 50 AA batteries from a 66-year-old woman's stomach. Now, hang on now. That's impressive. That's almost a battery for every year she's been around. Almost. And I will say, uh, if there were five more that she was able to pass. Without surgical intervention. Oh, so 55. Yeah, 55. She was 11 short. Yeah, that's why she should use triple A's. They don't elaborate on this. They just say she swallowed them all on purpose. And then she showed up at the... what if they were little watch batteries, though? No, they're double A's. Oh, you said double A. Yeah. That's what I thought at the beginning, but... Yeah. God damn. Ugh. That's, How do you even buy that many double A's all at once? Like, I could never find, you know, you get the 20 packs. That's you just some gotta, serious dedication. Uh, it, it takes a lot. Like, there's a lot to unpack in this one. A lot. Yeah, so she showed up at the emergency room with a abnormally swollen stomach. I should complaining say Complaining so. of abdominal pain and no appetite. And uh, <laughs> Full from the batteries. Yeah, they took x-rays. <laughs> and they were like, ma'am, you got batteries in your belly. And I guess she said, yeah, I ate those, you know, because it, like, it's the first line of the article. Wow. She swallowed them all on purpose. Does not elaborate. Uh, I mean, it later goes on to say that um, battery ingestion is a rare, but uh, apparent method of deliberate self-harm. I hadn't heard of it. What the fuck? Uh, they mentioned that these doctors over in Ireland, again, uh, have said there's been an uptick in battery ingestion, but most... Cases are kids swallowing those button batteries. You know, like the watch batteries or the little round ones right, that look the, like. The pill batteries. Pills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, this could be the highest reported number of batteries ingested at a single point in time. I was not able to confirm or deny that, mm. but. Is this kind of uh, one of those cases of. Uh, What's this thing where people like to eat just like shit you shouldn't eat, like oh, dirt or pika paper? Or it's pika. like uh, arena or something like that. Oh, I thought it was called pika or something, like Pikachu. Pico. Except for, uh, yeah, and you eat like your nails or hair or glass yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Pika, P-I-C-A, eating disorder. Oh, okay. Involves eating items that are not typically thought of as food. <laughs> I think the geo whatever thing was like the dirt specific one. Yeah. Pika, 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 pika. Pika. I don't know. Um, I've never gotten a craving to eat a battery. No, no, no. I've licked them before. Yeah, that's... You still haven't licked one yet. No, I haven't. I don't plan You're to. You're gonna do it. <laughs> no. 
It's all right. Just not tonight. Okay. I got to get more nine volts anyway. You know who else said not tonight? <laughs> Who's that? A train engineer in Minnesota who was attacked by a man wielding a knife. Dude jumped on him, wrapped his arms around his neck, told the engineer to speed up and get the hell out of town, then pulled out a rusty knife and stabbed the guy in the forehead. So you know what that engineer did? Bit his fucking hand. Hell yeah. And the dude jumped off the moving train to escape. And so then the engineer stopped the train. As you would. As one would. And, uh, you know... Police saw this guy wandering around with blood on his pants and a bad wound on his hand and were like, oh, kind of matches the description. Arrested him. And so uh, they also found that dude had been inside the train cutting wires and stuff. So he had something out for this train passing through Minnesota. Craziness. Yeah, super crazy. It was also super crazy. If you go to rob a fast food restaurant... And then you tell him that it's your first time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this dude tried that in Houston. Guy walks into unnamed fast food chain. Let's go with Whataburger. Yeah, sure. Whataburger. Whataburger. <laughs> walks up to the employee behind the counter and says, hey, can you make change for a $100 bill? The employee turns around. Is like, ah, I gotta ask the manager. Who's right here? Conveniently. By the way, the answer to that is always no. Yeah. No. This person Change for 100? No. Must Go to a have bank. been new. Go to a bank, dog. Because they're like, well, let me ask the manager. Turns around and then the robber pulls out a gun. Proceeds to say, hey, this is my first time robbing a place. Give me all your money. And the manager hadn't even opened the register. <laughs> Think about it. Analyze it. Yeah, you don't. You know, like, they weren't even ready to give you money. You can't, the, no. The money wasn't even accessible. Man. So the manager looks at the guy and is like, no, <laughs> I'm not opening a register for you. And they tried, the robber tried to negotiate for a few minutes, then got frustrated and left. But he is still on the loose. Yeah. So, you know. Don't rob Solo your first time. Like, go with somebody who's done it before. Jeez, what are you thinking? <laughs> Amateur. Amateur. <laughs> real shit though like if if that's your guy in all seriousness if that's if that's you as a guy that's a guy who's not even watched movies that had robbery scene in it like what are you doing kid you didn't follow the first rule of being a robber you didn't follow the first rule of iso bot which is to write something after the word iso oh but it's all right i know what it was though based yeah (laughs) based in cotton gin pilled nice (laughs) Yeah, you gotta keep the ISO <laughs> blank sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, throws keep, off the scent. Keep you know? everyone wondering. Throw them off the scent. Yeah, but thanks for uh, reminding me so that I'll do it for next time. And all the bowlers out there, you know, you want to timestamp something in the show while it's live, you can type ISO into the chat and say what the hell you want to ISO so we can clip it out for you after. And my final story for the lanes tonight is that a wolf dog in Oklahoma went missing Uh oh but was reunited with its owner within 24 hours yep uh luckily the owner quickly called and was like hey my dog is missing her name's nova she's a wolf dog okay so people are gonna call you and say there's a wolf on the loose and guess what people started calling and saying oh there's a wolf on the loose there's a wolf wandering around 
she is three years old, stands five foot five on her hind legs. Holy shit. And weighs eh, around 70 pounds. But this is the second wolf dog that this woman has owned. Uh, her first died at the age of 10 from lymphoma. And in Oklahoma, wolf dogs are considered an exotic animal, so you have to have a license and go through all this paperwork to get one. Um, she described, of course, the extensive training she had been through with her wolf dog and all the desensitizing she had to do with Nova, like uh, loud noises, kids, babies, dogs and cats, you know, other animals, no rough play like you would with a little dog. <laughs> um, 85% wolf, 15% Alaskan Malamute. Whoa. Yeah. It's a very wolfy wolf dog. So when the cops got the call... For this wolf roaming the streets, they were like, they had been tipped off. They knew, oh, this might be the dog, so we're not going to shoot it. And they said, they went out, they called her name, and she just came over and was like a big cuddly puppy. And like the most friendliest dog they'd ever met just hopped right in the cruiser and went home and was good to go. Cool. I guess that uh, a fence panel had fallen over and she just slipped out. Whoops. Got to check them fences, people. Yeah. These things will happen, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Can not, never be too careful. Not a big bad wolf. Oh. Just a nice little wolf puppy. Cuddly wolf pupper, man. Yeah, good owner. Good owner. You love to see it. And uh, we love to see you hanging out, Bullers. Thanks for taking the time. Definitely hope to see you again next Tuesday. But in the meantime, you can join us on Sunday right after the No Agenda Show. We will be going live with a brand new Bulls with Buds featuring our buddy Eric Yakes. You're going to want to be there. Author of Seventh Property. One of my favorite Bitcoin books. So until then, you know where to find me. I'll be Sir Spencer. Just being, doing wolfy shit here in Kansas City. And I'm DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowl after bowl. Bowl bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowl.